What's up, everybody? Episode 18 of the Will Wonder Pod. The Will Wonder Pod is brought to you by Hepius, your number one choice for premium CBD products at a fraction of the cost. Uh, no THC, so no worries if you are drug tested. It is locally sourced and third party tested. Um, still have to get my sleep aid. I had failed to do that, but I, I really enjoyed the number 14 roll on freeze. Again, as I told everyone on the last pod, I'm in a bit of a weight loss uh, challenge with my friend Dustin, and I've been going pretty hard. So that this uh, this sport number 14 freeze has really helped with those sore muscles and joints. So go check them out at HeppiestMed.com. Use code WONDER at checkout for 10% off of your order. Once again, that is HeppiestMed.com, H-E-P-I-U-S-M-E-D.com, and use code WONDER at checkout for 10% off. Well, I hope uh, everyone has been good since the last pod. Um, Let's see, what's been going on with me? Finished up my first class at the University of Phoenix, got an A, boom. Um, only 18 more classes to go until the bachelor's is here. Something like that. 18, I think it is. Um, so no rest for the wicked, I guess. The new class starts, uh, as soon as this one had finished. So today, so I'm excited for that. Uh, what else? What else? Ooh, the weight loss challenge. Give everybody a little update. I am down 2.8 pounds in a week. So, uh, hopefully just have to build off of that. I did, um, I mean, I'm, I'm just going to put it out there. I'm just going to say it. I had a cookie, right? My wife ordered some cookies. I had a cookie. It is what it is, but uh, I've been going pretty hard <laughs> trying to, uh, get the weight down for sure. Um, what else, man, super sad last weekend. Um, shock G passed away at the age of 57. If you don't know who shock G is, you probably 100% have heard of Humpty Hump, which was his uh, kind of an alter ego or a character he had played. He was, uh, Shock G was the front man of a group called Digital Underground, who had the song The Humpty Dance, uh, song Do What You Like. Their first album came out in 1990. I remember my brother had it. The album is called Sex Packets. And I took that album and I listened to it over and over and over and over. Uh, sonically, it just sounds really, the production is really, really well done. The rhymes are really fun. Um, you know, it's called Sex Packets. So there's some stuff on there that maybe a, you know, seven-year-old kid uh, shouldn't know about at the age of seven. But whatever, it is what it is. Love that album. Um, and, you know, a lot of a lot of fans of hip-hop uh, or fans of West Coast hip-hop would know who Shock G is, but um, if you don't, you know who Tupac is. <laughs> In the event you don't know Shock G or Humpty Hump, you absolutely know Tupac. And uh, if you know anything about Tupac, um, he had started out kind of as a background dancer, roadie type, if you will, for Digital Underground. They brought him on to a song called Same Song for the Nothing But Trouble soundtrack, and obviously from there, Tupac just became Tupac. So I uh, wanted to share a funny story about Shock G as I was just looking him up and doing some some research on him. Um, as I said, Humpty Hump was kind of an alter ego or a different persona for Shock G who just became big. And for the longest time, they had played it off as Shock G was a real person. Humpty, uh, or excuse me, Humpty Hump was a real person. 
um, and it wasn't Shock G playing this character. So there's a there's a funny story on the uh, on Shock G's Wikipedia, and I just wanted to read it. So uh, it says Humpty Hump was an iconic character with an exaggerated buffoon persona, colorful clothes, and Groucho glasses and nose disguise. He used a nas a nasal voice. I guess that should be nasally nasally voice for the character Humpty. At most public appearances, Shock G would show up as one person or the other. But at live shows and video shoots, he would use a stand-in or camera tricks to maintain the illusion. A fictional biography was constructed for Humpty. The story being that Edward Ellington Humphrey III had become a rapper after burning his nose in a kitchen accident with a deep fryer. This story was even told by Casey Kasem himself on the countdown shows Casey's Top <laughs> Top 40. Uh, which is super funny because, you know, as a kid, that was always on Saturday mornings. Uh, and I would listen to that for like the top songs in America. Uh, but man, they played that off well. So rest in peace to Shock G. If you haven't done your homework or went back and listened to Digital Underground, please do. Because there's a lot of, lot of great songs in their catalog. Okay, um, I have a fairly long episode for you today, so I'm going to keep the intro relatively short. I'm going to do a little bit of NBA talk here, uh, and then uh, we'll go on to what we have for the rest of the show. So we look at the NBA, uh, probably the biggest story is the number one seed, the Jazz losing two in a row to the T-Wolves. The Jazz are now six and four in their last 10. So what exactly does this say about the Utah Jazz? Uh, I have a few things here. So number one, I think it says that maybe Donovan Mitchell should be more considered um, or at least mentioned in the MVP discussion. Um, A lot of times you hear hero ball, you hear stuff like that. I don't know if that's necessarily true. They don't look as cohesive as they did with Donovan. Uh, Number two would be, honestly, the Wolves aren't as bad as everyone would think and as their record shows. They're not a good team by any means, don't get me wrong, but they're I think they're better than what their record shows. Carl uh, Anthony Towns has been in and out the whole season. D'Angelo Russell has been in and out. Anthony Edwards at this point is really hitting his stride. Um, and they're, they're looking like a much better team than, again, what their record indicates. So, again, they shouldn't have lost two games. Obviously, that game the other... Uh, Last night while I'm recording this, as Gobert had just let D'Angelo Russell go to the hoop on that screen wide open with, I think, five seconds left. That was just awful. Really, um, you know, I don't want to say a bonehead play, but essentially was (laughs) by Gobert just letting him uh, roll to the hoop wide open like that. Uh, Okay, what else? Number three, to be honest, it may not be a bad idea for the Jazz to fall to the number two seed in the West. Um, if standing stood as they are now, the Jazz would have to play either the Lakers or Denver in the second round. Most likely the LA Lakers with LeBron coming back, Anthony Davis about to be uh, at full strength. You have Drummond. You want to try to put off playing the Lakers as long as possible in the playoffs. So just just a, a couple of thoughts there on the Jazz losing those two games in a row to the T-Wolves. Um, We're going to go ahead and look forward to my game of the week. 
Um, Clippers going to Phoenix Wednesday night, uh, the night that this pod actually comes out, April 28th. They play at 8 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. This is a potential second-round playoff matchup. Uh, will be It's going to be really fun to see how this game goes. Chris Paul and Booker are really, really playing great. Uh, with Kawhi out, Paul George has really been on a tear, minus the last game they had against New Orleans, where honestly the whole Clippers team looked like shit. So... Uh, see if they bounce back or, you know, maybe Phoenix wins and gets even closer to that number one seed in the West with Utah having issues. So uh, look forward to that game. There's a couple of other really good ones throughout the week as well. I believe Utah plays Phoenix later in the week too, so that will be one to look at. I don't think Donovan Mitchell will be back for that game, but still still a game to, um, to check out. Okay. So I have a very long pod for you today, but it's all really fun content. So first up, uh, we're going to talk to my buddy Chris Hooper um, about the upcoming NFL draft. We go into his top prospects. We do a little mock draft for the top 10 picks. We recorded this uh, last week on Thursday, Thursday evening. So there's been some news come out today uh, while, while I'm recording this, that the Niners are going to be taking Mac Jones at three. Obviously, we didn't have that information <laughs> uh, when we recorded this last week. And who knows, it could be a smokescreen, but from everything that I've uh, been seeing throughout the day today, it looks like they're taking that. So, so yeah, first up, we will have that discussion with Chris Hooper on the NFL draft. And then after that, finally, whew, finally, Mortal Kombat came out. Uh, and me and Kurt Pruitt go through there. Uh, just as a warning, there are a lot of spoilers. We basically discuss the whole film and then give it a rating at the end. So that will be right after the um, NFL draft talk with Hoop. And um, yeah, then I will be back at the end for some roses. So right now we will get into that NFL draft discussion with Chris Hooper. Okay, the NFL draft is just days away. So. Um, as many of you remember, I made a number of NFL predictions, football predictions, um, during the playoffs and I was wrong on a lot of them. So I thought to myself, I need to bring somebody on the pod who knows what the fuck they're talking about. So I reached out to my good buddy hoop, um, a little bit of, of hoops, um, background. He's been coaching high school football for the last nine years. Uh, I've known hoop for at least 10 years now, I believe it was. I used to, uh, he used to come out when I would DJ and I actually uh, DJed his wedding. So uh, Hoop, how are you, my friend? I'm good, man. How are you doing? Good. I can, I can't complain, my brother. We're, you know, just cranking these pods out, trying to become famous. But other than that, you know, life is good. <laughs> we're, we're, all, we're all trying to get rich some way. And I hope <laughs> it works for you. I really do. I, I'm, I'm pushing for it. Thank you. To be the one, so we can all ta- we can all tag along and mooch off you. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> that sounds great. <laughs> AKA, you're not giving me a dime. Yeah, <laughs> and then I need a new uh, Mel Kiper will be my next guest. <laughs> That's the goal. That would be the ultimate goal for your NFL <laughs> podcast. Is to get Mel on there, you get the legend. Yeah. Well, now for now, I'll just settle for you if that's okay. Uh, um, I'll be, I'll be, pl- I'll be plan Q. That works. There, there you go. There you go. Well, what we're going to talk about today, uh, we're going to, we're going to run through some prospects. I had asked Hoop to kind of give me his top 10 prospects. Uh, we will do a quick mock draft one through 10. 
Uh, and then we'll touch on some sleepers. And then uh, Hoop is a Green Bay Packers fan. He's had a great run, um, Yay, obviously nice. with. <laughs> uh, it, it's it's been a it's been a good run, but an overly depressing run, knowing that we've had two Hall of Fame quarterbacks for the last twenty five years and one twice. Well, that's once every ten years. Do you know how many my team has won? Um, in the last 20 years, they won in like 1991 or 92, right? I had an old VHS on them. <laughs> that should say a lot, <laughs> say a whole lot about how, about depressing. Uh, but we will, we'll get into, we'll get into that depressing part a little bit later when I talk about what I would like for the Washington football team. Perfect, so, perfect. um, well, let's do this. Let's just start with your with your top ten prospects. Uh, prospects, wow, and uh, and then we'll go from there. I know number one is kind of a consensus number one all around the board, but tell me uh, a little bit of what you like about Trevor Lawrence. Uh, the the real shocker, right? Like, yeah, hey, he, he's going number one. They, the Jags already <laughs> gave him his playbook, so. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, the the kid's been known about since he was fifteen years old. Like they, they've been hyping him up from elite 11 camps and high school camps to Clemson, who is, I don't think is even arguably top two college programs of the last decade. It's, it's just absurd. And he went in as a true freshman and did it. So we've watched him for three years do this. And he replaced a dude that took his team to the college football playoff right before that. Cause Kelly Bryant was the quarterback that was there four games in they're like hey trevor it's your gig and brian transferred do you know where kelly brian is because no i don't remember i don't (laughs) i don't i don't remember off the top of my head either i'd have to google him so um but so he i mean he he has things that you just can't teach and that's the size that he has he he's he is athletic he can run and he can he can throw it so does it translate to the nfl and i'm i'm big on nfl as what what system are you going to? What's around you? Because right. there's plenty there's plenty of college studs that go to the NFL, and they're like, oh man, that dude's trash. Well, i.e. Sam Darnold, who's he been throwing to? Like exactly. his best receiver, they his best receiver. They're like, oh hey, uh, Robbie Anderson, go ahead and get out of here. <laughs> yeah, for real. <laughs> hey Sam Darnold, your best receiver is five foot ten on a good day, Jamison Crowder. Good luck. Yeah. <laughs> and so like, like that stuff matters like that stuff matters in the nfl a lot but i there's no arguing that trevor lawrence is the best the best i'm not i i don't think he's the best player he's definitely the best quarterback coming out but i, I wouldn't say he's the best player so like my, my list of prospects isn't even in order so i'm gonna have to okay yeah kind of go go off but i mean he's he's gonna be the number one pick for a reason he he deserves it yeah yeah i've watched i mean i, I try to watch enough college football to to know uh what i'm talking about and yeah every time i watched him he just like it was just like a a confidence and like you said he can throw he is very athletic pretty quick he he ran for over a hundred the year they won they played ohio state in the semis right like yeah his running is why they got it because he used his legs he wasn't even throwing that great but his bad games are very good games to most college kids and I think he, I think going to Jacksonville, I mean, he doesn't have great receivers by any means, but he's got guys that can, that can get out there and catch. So, um, it'll be you interesting. Forget that DJ Chark is a stud. Yep. Chark, Marvin, I believe Marvin <laughs> Jones went over there from Detroit. Keenan um, Cole's Keenan Cole still there. Cause he's good. 
Yeah, and then like, I, uh, I think he's good. So there's Ch- three. Chenault. Those three. <laughs> Lavishka Chenault. I mean, I don't know what his pro career is going to turn out to be, but he was a stud in college. And again, yeah. who do you have thrown to him his rookie season? Actually, I'm I'm not going to do this because Money Minshew. Is I was going to say. I I, no, I'm, I will not I don't slander mind Money Minshew. <laughs> and if you look at Minshew's stats, anybody that wants to know, you want him on your team. If your quarterback is not a top seven dude, you want Gardner Minshew throwing the rock for you because statistically, he lines up with the top ten. Oh yeah, one thousand percent. I I mean, I I see why they're going Lawrence because you know if if it is true and he's like a once in a you know, century quarterback. You, well, that's you, the, you can't it. explain not doing it. You can't yeah. explain it because yeah. if you don't take him and he goes and he's a 10 time pro bowler and wins three championships. I mean, you're out of a job after the first Super Bowl. let alone, <laughs> you know, you, you can't, you can't explain not taking him. There's no rhyme or reason. So you yeah. have, like, you have to, you know, I was, uh, I was looking up, um, some of the first quarterbacks chosen in NFL drafts. And because I didn't watch a lot of college football, um, you know, 10 years ago, even. So like some of these guys, like you look back at uh, 2010, Sam Bradford, who I remember, I remember that name when he was in college. That dude could not stay healthy. That was his knock. Then you had Cam Newton in 2011, who, you know, MV had an MVP year, took the, um, Panthers to the Super Bowl, Andrew Luck in 2012, which we all know what happened to Andrew Luck. And then after that, <clears throat> so you have EJ Manuel, 2013, Blake Bortles. Florida State's finest. <laughs> yeah, Blake Bortles, 2014, Jameis Winston, 2015, Ooh. Jared Goff. Hey, don't, don't, don't slander my boy Jameis, okay? Hey, Please, I, he, he's I been actually, through enough. Listen, he had the, like, I'd love to see him get a chance in New Orleans because he had the eye surgery. Maybe that was what it was. You know what I mean? Maybe, maybe that's why he threw as many picks as he threw touchdowns. As long but, uh, as he gave us the squinting meme from Florida State days. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's see. 2016, Jared Goff. 2017, Mitch Trubisky. And then the jury's still out on the on the next three. I mean, I think they all have played really well. But 2018, Baker Mayfield. 2019, Kyler Murray. And then Joe Burrow last year <clears throat> so it's those all last th- those last three are solid to me, in yeah. my mind I, th- I think those last three are solid because baker he's in cleveland where let, like they're one of the worst ran organizations for oh, the yeah. last 20 years like they're they're just the dumpster fire yeah he's got dudes around him but at the same time like you saw you know odell who made his career off of one good one-handed catch yeah <laughs> and he got hurt and he got better because he wasn't trying to force the ball. Like Baker, Baker's has done his thing. Like he's, he's going to be Baker. He's Brett Favre of yep. this era where he's going to do dumb shit that you can't explain. Like, why did you throw that ball? And he's going to be like, well, I thought I could get it there. You know, fuck it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and I mean, Joe Burrow, I wish he wouldn't have got hurt, but we'll Same, get, we'll get yeah. more into his, his stuff later. And then who's the other Kyler, one said? Kyler Murray. Kyler. Yeah. You know, that, that, that short little boy, he, he scrambles <laughs> around with all five foot seven of him. I know. And, and, it, you know, I was kind of worried with him. I, and I had him as my starting fantasy quarterback last year. So this is why I had, you know, do it this year. You want it skinning. this year. I know. The Cardinals are fucking loaded. <laughs> but you, I worry about how he bounces back from being injured because that's kind of what took him out last year was. Yeah. <clears throat> so but it's, it wasn't I mean, a serious injury, right? Yeah. Like, it was just something like minor that he, like, 
minor injuries to professional athletes that are in the top 1% and their bodies are in the peak physical condition of the planet. Yeah. Like a nagging injury probably hurts them way worse than it hurts me because I wake up with back pain, (laughs) but I don't have to go get hit by 300 pound dudes. So it doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. You just deal with it. (laughs) Yeah. I'll, uh, I'll get you some, some, uh, CBD rub after this. And, uh, I do, I, I haven't been able to actually get that happiest, yeah. right? That's Ooh, right. Shout out. That is, that is correct. Ooh, look at you. <laughs> All right. We lifetime listener. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> we've, uh, so I think we're good on Lawrence. So, so who, who do you have as your top prospect out of all of them? And then we can, we can start talking about that person. The one that I see making the biggest difference long-term is Penne Sewell. Mm. I, I honest, I, I honestly see that. Do, and anybody that watched the Super Bowl, you can honestly say offensive tackle is the, it might be the most important position on the offensive side of the ball. Mm-hmm. And, and that might be including quarterback because Mahomes was just a sitting duck. Right. I legitimately <clears throat> see Penne Sewell being a, 15 year career, 12 time Pro Bowl left tackle. Damn. And and he's athletic enough. I think if they wanted to put him inside, they could put him at guard to pull and and do things of that nature. I, I just think the kid is an absolute monster. Yeah. He the the video I watched on him, because he he opted out the 2020 season, but everything I watched on him, he Which was, he should have. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. He was he was very quick. I mean, and then just like the footwork, the hands, everything. He and he's huge. He's a monster. So I, I agree. He he's going to have a very very long career. Be mm-hmm. one of those uh, uh, offensive linemen. Like uh, holy shit, but who was the dude for the Browns? My mind just went blank. That played for like Joe 50. Thomas. Yep, yep. There you you go. seen that guy lately? He lost a bunch of weight. He he's looking like a finely tuned athletic machine. That's <laughs> not just. I, I mean, he was already a finely tuned athletic machine at 340 yeah, 40 pounds, pounds or whatever he was yeah. at. Still running a faster 40 than me or you uh, put on a good yeah, day. I know. I hate it. <laughs> it's stupid. <I> hate it. <laughs> but no, I, I think Stool's going to be just the stud. And, you know, it's good for the state, right? Because he's, yep. quote unquote, from here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that, yeah, it is. And I, I think. I mean, we, you know, you get a lot of players, um, you know, like you said, quote unquote, from here that, that have, have done well and, and have gone far in the NFL. I wish we could do it on the basketball side, but it just, it's, it's not the same for some reason, but that football pedigree that we have out here, there's been a lot of good players that have come out of Utah. The- I think basketball is getting better too. Like just to say that, like, I think basketball is getting better. It, yeah. It's going to take longer than football because yeah. I mean, let's, call spade a spade the, the polynesian community in utah the polynesian community is huge in utah mm-hmm. and well pen a tool <clears throat> is polynesian so yeah. like, he, <laughs> like and and all the dudes like they're just, you know so they're strong people and yeah. they're better at football than i ever was <laughs> there you go. again like before before we started recording very strong in the uh in the slot my guy. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Deceptively athletic. <laughs> yeah. Shift, shifty and open space. Maybe. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Straight line speed and vertical. Uh, yeah. Low on the totem pole. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Okay. Who who do you have next after Sewell? Uh, 
I actually have uh, Patrick Sertan, the cornerback out of yes. Alabama. Um, the, the fact that I was watching this, and I remember talking with a buddy of mine and being like, look, if this dude isn't top five, people will be trading up just like crazy to get get him. And yeah. now I'm looking at these mock drafts where people are like, oh, well, he's going to go 10 to the Cowboys. And I'm like, yeah, Cowboys. Cowboys fans should be salivating at that idea that this dude is going to drop that far because he's big, he's athletic, and he is the prototypical cornerback for today's game of football. Yeah. Yeah. I just think Patrick Sertan is going to be an absolute. He's Richard Sherman, but can play man because Richard Sherman's a zone corner. Yeah. 6'2. 202 pounds when I was looking him up, he he's, he's been starting since his freshman year, 2020 sec defensive player of the year, uh, unanimous AP all American first team. And then of course you have the fucking, he's from Alabama. So he played for Alabama. And, yeah. You know, his, I, and his DB, I, his statement still does the DBs at, at Alabama. I think because hmm. he was a DB coach for a long time. I think he still does it. And, if that's my position coach and I get to go to anybody in the job interview and I'm like, here's my referral. Yeah. And I'm applying for a football job. That's probably mine. Oh, and by the way, his dad played. So yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, genetics, <laughs> genetics are, <laughs> they're, they're strong. They're solid. Yeah. There's a, there's another, uh, <clears throat> and he may not be your next, um, your next prospect, but another son of a, a former player, JC Horn. So to, he, another corner. He's my back. second best corner. Okay, he, he would yeah. be my second best corner. And honestly, like his length might might actually get because he's a little bit longer yeah. in reach and physicality than Sertan is. Mm-hmm. He's a little he's a little bit better in that aspect of the game. But so he he might go he might go before him. Yeah. But he, either one of those dudes at cornerback, like J.C. Horn, is going to be a stud, and everybody will remember his dad from probably top three touchdown celebrations ever. Oh, e- easily, easily. The, Pulling the, the cell phone, phone out under the yep. pad. Yep. That's what oh, I said legend. in my notes. I was like, I swear to God, if he gets a pick six at any point in his career, he needs to find a way to get a flip phone out of that fucking... Uh, what, he, what he should do is just put phones preemptively under both end zones every <laughs> single game for his entire <laughs> career. Yeah. And just remember, like, if I forget them, I don't care. I've got money to buy new ones. I exactly. don't care. And yeah. just put put them there, and when it happens, because it's gonna happen. Yep. Yep. And Maybe he can go he get can it. Par- parlay that into an iPhone sponsorship or something, and then you know. See, oof. we're always thinking money on the World Wonder Pod. We're always yeah, absolutely. Thinking money. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! All right. Um, we we have a. Uh, I mean, man, t- talk a little bit about Jamar Chase, the receiver from LSU. I mean, monster numbers yeah. at LSU, right? Like he, he's another opt out from last year, the COVID year, which I 1000% agree with everybody that did it. I don't yep. so, see any reason why they should have been playing for free in, 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 in those times. Right. Like, he, he, and your risk, your life sounds dramatic, but in a way, like it could be like yeah. football is a game where people have ended up paralyzed. Yep. People have ended up, unable to walk or walk with the limp the rest of their life because they play it. And these kids went and did it for free. So he, he opted out. And after watching LSU season last year, I can see why he did it. Cause the quarterback play was 
I mean, they're they're stepping off a ledge and then they're jumping into the Grand Canyon with nothing to land on because <laughs> <laughs> you went from Joe Burrow to, to you know what they had and it yeah. was just tough for him. And so I really think because he showed up to practice and was like, yeah, okay, I'm done. Yeah, like he practiced <clears throat> with them for a couple of weeks and I was like, no, I'm good. Yeah. So he saw it and I was like, oh, I'm good. And why? Why not? He's 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 fast. He he tore up the top defenses in the country because he played Alabama in the SEC when mm-hmm. they when they won the national championship, and then he torched. Who was it? They played in the in the playoffs. It was at Ohio State that they beat. Yeah, I'm thinking back. <clears throat> I think so. Oh, who Let's did see. they? I can't remember who they played in the, in the college football playoff, but he had monster games. And so did Justin Jefferson. Right. And we saw what Justin Jefferson did for Minnesota last year. Right. And Jamar chase was the number one guy. So yeah. you would expect that to carry over pretty good. I, I think he's going to be a dude. If you know, he wants to get pop, if he wants to get caught, like put a gas mask on and smoke some weed or something and drop to 29 <laughs> or green Bay sitting. That's I'm fine just saying you. I would take, I would take it. You'd buy the weed for him. <laughs> oh, twice. Yeah. I'll light it for him. <laughs> Anything he needs. Yes. Yeah. But no, so he he's 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 gonna be a he's gonna be a good dude. I I think he'll be a stud. And wide receiver again, who's throwing in the ball? Where did where does he end up? Like when yep. we get to that in the mock draft, like it's gonna depend who's throwing in the ball, who's blocking for the dude throwing in the ball. What what coach's philosophy is he playing with? And all of that matters for all these dudes because if he goes in and has 50 catches for 500 yards and three touchdowns, people are like, oh, that was a terrible pick. Right. Well, was it? Like, no, that's still pretty decent. And let's yeah. see where he goes from there. Yeah. The one thing that stuck out to me about him, because <clears throat> I watched some, some of his uh, highlights and some film on him, and like, I thought he was like six four, six five. He just seemed like a big dude in the way he played. And then I looked him up and he's six one, two hundred pounds. And it was just like, God damn, that that doesn't seem right. But he just plays bigger than he, he plays is. big. He does play big. He, he, he's he, he's I wonder I didn't see what his vertical tests out at, but he because he won a lot of 50-50 jump balls mm, in, yeah. in in his time. I think he he's a guy that even though he's shorter because six one Six one's like a short receiver now. And yeah. It's just crazy how athletic people have gotten over time. Right. But no, you put yeah. one of these dudes in like 1980, it's like forget about it. <laughs> oh, dude. 90s even, you know. Your your boy Daryl Green, I would love to see him match up against these dudes because I'll still take the receiver eight times out of ten. Yeah. Like and it's just crazy. And Daryl Green, a lot of people don't realize how fast that man was. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. All right. Who who do we have next year? So we we've talked about uh Sewell, we talked about Lawrence, Chase, Sertan, and Horn. Um, Kyle Pitts, the dude that everybody has just jumped on and said, How can this guy not go for? Yeah. Uh, it, it, so the first non-quarterback is going to be Kyle Pitts. Oof. I'm convinced of that in the okay. draft. I the first non-quarterback is going to be Kyle Pitts because in today's football, if you look at what Travis Kelsey's been able to do, oh, yeah. Kittle's been able to do, what Robert Tanyan, who nobody knew about in Green Bay, was able to do last right. year. And Jordan Reed started it for your Redskins back, sorry, Washington ooh, Racial ooh. Slurs, formerly <laughs> known as. 
<laughs> yeah. And like what he did, like those guys change how they do it because why they're closest to the quarterback. They're easiest to see. They're big. They have dudes that are either shorter than them or slower than them guarding them. They are the absolute yeah. best mismatch. And this dude is an absolute freak athlete. Yeah. I think he, he has a he mismatch on both slants. sides. <laughs> no matter oh, yeah. what. Like, yeah. He, I, he was catching slants at Florida and outrunning safeties and corners of the end zone. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Well, you're going to put a linebacker on him to guard him. Okay. Well, he's going to be open by 10 yards. And then what do you do? Hope you can tackle him. Okay. Well, yep. put a corner on him. Well, he's just going to high point it and go get it. I think that Kyle Pitts is, he's going to be that dude. He's going to be the next version of it again, system and health given. I, I'm everything I say about what I think these dudes can do. I assume they're going to stay healthy. I assume, yeah. I assume they're going to get the ball which sucks about skill position because they have to get the ball to produce and if they got a quarterback like tim tebow that throws it into the dirt <laughs> and or you know or running back lamar jackson that just runs all over the place and doesn't throw it <laughs> yeah. it doesn't help him but he's not going to end up like he, i think he's going to be a, a good ball player yeah, I do too. You've, you've heard a lot of rumors and we can talk about this when we get to the mock, but how Jerry Jones loves him and wants to trade up to get him so that please do. Please it'll be, do. You yeah. idiot. You uh, old idiot. Like nah. everybody hates the Cowboys. Let's be honest. If you don't like them, you hate them. And yep. Yep. everybody hopes that that senile old man trades up <laughs> to get another offensive weapon. Exactly. One of his defense. He's going to have to pay a hundred million in four years. <laughs> and what's he going to do? The yeah. defense is going to be giving up 80 points a game. Yeah. Like, but we score 50. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I know. I agree. You know, Chacon's going to be really upset when he hears this, but it's fine. Uh, I, I just want to touch one more thing on pits. Um, yeah, like I mean, you you nailed it. Crazy athletic, too fast for for linebackers, too big for corners and safety. Six six, two hundred and fifty pounds. Um, and the only knock that I've seen on him is his blocking ability. But it's not like he can't learn that. And even if he fucking can't, like he's just a he's just a mismatch nightmare. So I am yeah, right there. If he's blocking, most of the time tight ends are helping the tackle with their, with their block anyway. So he, if he's chipping and getting out, or if he does get mad, they're not going to put him in situation. Hey, you have to go block Khalil Mack for four quarters. Yeah. Forget Cause it. that no, would just no be poor. blocking him. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That would be poor coaching and that coach would be fired. So yeah, yep. like that's not going to matter. And those dudes, they, they know what they're going to do because widen him out and it really doesn't matter what you do with your rushing because they're just going to throw him the ball at five yards and let him go to work. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. All right. Let's, let's talk about, um, about Justin Fields. So you have him in your top 10 prospects. And I mean, I've, I've been watching him for a while and, and I mean, to be honest, it's because there's this document or docu-series on Netflix called QB1. He was on there. So I kind of just tried to follow his career after that, him going to Georgia, playing <clears> behind <throat> Jake Fromm, or not necessarily even behind, like they kind of switched him out quite a bit. And then going over to Ohio State, um, 6'3", 228. The, the thing that I don't understand, and I, I mean, this happens every year. It doesn't matter. Every year this happens in any draft, basketball in in NFL, but players slip. And he seems to be the one that is slipping when you look at all these mocks and you hear 
you know, um, experts talk about the draft. Why do you think that is? Cause he's a, he's, I think he's great. I don't, I'm sorry. I, I didn't mean to cut you off. I just don't no, have no, any no. idea. I, yeah. I don't have any idea because I think people are finding a reason to not like him. Yeah. The, the dude never lost a big 10 game. Ugh. Yeah. And, and so, and, so he played in a power five conference and never lost a conference game. <laughs> he did, and they're like, well, he played bad against Alabama. Well, okay. no shit. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Who hasn't? Yeah. Right. Like, okay. And, yeah. and so I think people are finding a reason to like knock him. And I, I heard people talking about it. I, I drive around for work all day. So I listen to sports radio cause I'm old. And, <laughs> and they're talking about like, well, Dwayne Haskins, that uh, hurts him. And sure. I think it was, uh, what's his name? Is it Spears? No, is it, is it, Marcus Spears. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he was like, let's be very honest about it. He's a black quarterback from Ohio state. And how have they been, how have they turned out? Yeah. Troy goes, Smith, why. Haskins. Troy, yeah. Uh, yeah. And I'm so I'm forgetting somebody, but yeah. Cardell Jones. Terrell Pryor and was probably the best, right? <laughs> and he and he had to do like, it wide receiver. Exactly, yeah. Okay. And, and so and so I think people are finding a reason. They're like, okay, if you're looking at the logo on the college helmet, if that's affecting what you're doing, I don't think you're doing it right. Yeah. Personally. Yeah. And because he's he's more athletic than everybody ahead of him. Right. And does he throw the ball as well as Lawrence or Wilson? Probably not, mm-hmm. but he's more athletic and he's a proven winner at the highest level. Yeah. And you can say, oh, well, he, never, he didn't win a national championship. Okay. Well, there's only one team that that qualifies for. So guess what? <laughs> Mac Jones is your best quarterback. Exactly. Yeah. If so that's so how you, you want to do it. You, yeah. Yeah. If that's how you want to go about it. And I just think that I, I can't see why people are hating on this kid because he's just, he's done it. Right. So he transferred because he wanted to play. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Again, he's doing it for free. Go do yeah. it. Yep. Yeah. I, I don't get it. And I mean, he, he, when he got injured in that bowl game or, or in the, the playoff and you were thinking, Oh, he's done. And then he came back. I was like, damn, that just, you know, it says a lot Remember about when him. People hyped up Byron Leftwich for doing the same thing. <laughs> Yeah. That yeah. dude got carried. I mean, yeah, he broke his leg and got carried down the field, but still they were like his toughness to fight through an injury. Well, nobody talks about Justin Fields fighting through injury because he was hurt. Yeah. He might've been like, there's a difference between hurt and injured. I think he was injured, but he yeah. played through it. Yep. He wasn't just hurt. He played through an injury because his team needed him. So he, he showed that. And if people want to let him slide, somebody's going to end up with a dude that, potentially could end up being very very good and five six seven teams ahead of them are going to look incredibly dumb yep yeah i agree i agree um okay we have a a couple a couple more let's um i want to save um parsons for the last okay so we have Um, pain pain from michigan that Uh, he's a he's an edge rusher and in the NFL game today, I I just think edge rushers can make a difference, and this dude stands out. He, yeah. he always you always knew he was on the field, and he, and you knew what he was about to do, and he was able to make a difference. And again, top level, everything. Like, oh well, Michigan sucks. Okay, well, Michigan sucks, but he did his job. Yeah, and I think he's just he's 
he's going to be another. I'm not going to say he's as good as Khalil Mack or any, or he's not as good as insert edge rusher here, but I think he's one of those type of dudes. Okay. Disrupt the game, get in there. Yep. Yeah. I watched a little he's, bit. I didn't get to watch running as back much on him. Chip but, him on yeah. the way out. You're going to have, you're yeah. going to have to know where he's at. Yeah. And he's a big dude too. Six, three, two sixty one. I mean, they're all big dudes, but you know, and he runs like a four or five. Yeah. There's yeah, no reason a, a man that big should run that fast. There's no reason. For <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I agree. I, if I could, you know, I'm not that big and I can't run nearly that fast. So, you know, probably why I, probably why I didn't make it hoop. Probably why I didn't make hey, it in the league. That's that. And the coach hated you. That's the reason coach, coach hated, hated me. You. And I didn't even, I didn't even play. So that's another thing. So there we go. <laughs> um, all right. Let, let's talk about, um, uh, the cornerback from Virginia Tech, Caleb Farley, 6'2", 205, uh, 2019 All-ACC first team. He also opted out of the 2020 season. What do you know about him? Um, he, he opted out partially because I believe he had a back injury, right? Mm-hmm. And But he he's another dude that he was the number one corner in the ACC the last year he played. Yeah. where And, and he was the type of corner where teams would go in and be like, I'm not going to go. We'll just throw it to the other side of the field we don't we'll put one guy over there and he's gonna guard him and you're getting zero catches today tough shit and and throw and throw the other way and so he's another dude that he's not there's levels right and sertan and horn are ahead of him Mm -hmm. but he's not he's not gonna be far behind i think he's gonna end up a really really good corner in the nfl nice Okay. And then the last one we have in the top 10 prospects, and I watched a lot on this guy and I was like, holy shit, this dude is a monster. Like, so (laughs) like terrifying almost. So Micah Parsons linebacker out of Penn state, six, three, two forty five. Like all my notes, my notes here gets downhill, super high motor fucking tackling machine. He did opt out of 2020, but like everything I watched on him, he was like, a torpedo going to wherever the fuck the ball was. And yeah, he's, 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 he's going to be a stud. He's, and, and he's a good leader Mm. from from what, what I've seen is like people around him were like, I'm not going to let him down. And that, and that can carry a lot of weight. Not, not as a rookie, not as a second year dude, but four or five years down the road, when people started coming behind him, they're like, man, I better listen. Cause this dude knows like this guy's got it. Yeah. And I, I think that makes a big difference for him. He He's going to be awesome. And if you need, I mean, I drafted him in my Madden league Ooh, when, okay. we, when we, when we drafted him and he was a stud. So I have no reason other than that to believe that. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. No, I really, I really, You're like, I actually, really, all of this is for Madden. Yeah. I just, I just, I just simmed a Madden league through two seasons, took some notes down and was like, damn, man, I was way off. <laughs> but no, he, he's, he's going to be, he's going to be a, another staple in a defense in the, in the middle linebacker position, which is the, you know, the quarterback of the defense yeah. more or less. And he's going to be that guy for, you know, average NFL careers three years. So when I say ten years, like this dude's lasting three regular dudes. Right. Yep. Yeah. Feels like a man. I don't know. Like I, I, I can't. I don't really have a comp for him. Like just watching the video, the film I watched. Just so Patrick fa- Willis. 
Yeah, I, th- I think that would be a good one because he's so, but it, he even almost felt faster. And I don't know, you know, I, I, I remember. He's not, he, he might not be as thick. I don't remember yeah. what Patrick Willis weighed, to be honest. He might not be as thick as Patrick Willis was, but he, that that's who I, I think of when I think of how Micah Parsons plays. Is I think yeah. of Patrick Willis because that dude was everywhere. Yeah. Yep. Great pickup on Madden too, by the way. <laughs> that would be he'd definitely be a pick on um so one thing i wanted to talk about before we get to the mock draft um it, it's pretty interesting so you know i would look at, i looked at a lot of mock drafts preparing for this i looked at a lot of like top prospects from different experts and as i looked at those i found like one trend that th- there wasn't really any running backs in the top 25 you know there's I would say there's usually a few, but there was none in this. You have, uh, I, th- I think it's Etienne, uh, Etienne, right? Etienne from Travis Clemson. Eti- Eti- Etienne. Etienne from Clemson, and then Najee Harris from Alabama, and and uh, God damn, his they're name. looking Eti- high twenties, low thirties. Yeah, picks, right. Like, and and, and like Et- talk about Etienne, Buffalo and yeah, Etienne, they're giving a comps to like Camara, and it seems like if you can get a dude that's like Camara, like what are we, give me that. Yeah. So, so what's your thought on why, I mean, is it just lack of talent at the running back position coming in or or what what is it? I think it's almost opposite. I think it's that the running back position is always so talented, but I also think that it's also the way the game is played right now is you don't have dudes getting touches and you're not, you're not running I formation power yeah. 30 times a game at people. You're not, you're not running ISO with a fullback leading the way like Emmett Smith and the Cowboys were with a line that just bulldozed people out of the way. They're not doing that anymore. So running backs become interchangeable where if you're not an absolute game changer where you have to put eight people in the box to stop me because I'm Derrick yeah. Henry. And if you have six or seven there, I'm going to, I'm going to run over two of them. Yep. And you better hope that everybody else is there by then. Otherwise, I'm gone. Yeah. So, like, if you're not a dude like that, you can almost flip them in and out. And they they catch more passes, so you want them out there. Well, when they're out in the open space and they're catching balls out of the flat, where are they getting a hit? Well, they're getting a hit in the leg. Yeah. And so their legs wear down. And guys like Najee Harris and Etienne, they've got a ton of college college touches on their on their body. They've already mm-hmm. taken a bunch of punishments. So you start to wonder like, when is that, when is that hourglass going to run out? Yeah. The body's, the body's only got so much time in it to do this. How much has he taken? Well, Najee Harris's touch count through his college career is absurd Mm. through the roof. And I I think that's why I just think it's because they're just so interchangeable. And the, the way the game is played now, where the way the rules are set up, and everything like that. I just think people don't value the running back like they used to. Mm. That, that brought one, one question to mind, not, not necessarily about this draft, but as you being a coach for the, you know, as we said, the past nine years, are, do you find kids not being interested in playing running back? Like, I feel like when I was little, right. Or younger, I'd say younger high school, like the running back, it was like quarterback and running back. That's what, a lot of kids wanted to play that were into football, right? And I mean, in little league, every little league runs the same offense, right. hand it off to the best player and let him run. Yeah, and so and so that be, that was, and that's still that's still the thing in little league for yeah. the most part. But 
I've got friends that coach their kids that are eight, nine years old, and they're running Mike Leach air raid stuff, throwing the ball 20 times a game with eight year olds. And I'm like, this is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, where was this? Yeah. I when I was in the league way earlier. Yeah. But yeah. I, I think, I think a lot of it has been numbers in football participation or across the country are down. Right. And I think it'd be like the safety stuff and people are just like, why would I do it? And, mm-hmm. and, and it, the game evolving, it, there's just so much that goes into it. I short answer. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, let's, let's, uh, let's get to the mock draft. Um, again, we are, you know, Jacksonville's taking Trevor Lawrence. You, you didn't want to, you don't want to talk about your boy, Trey Lance. <laughs> um, I, so I, I, I guess we should, I, I, I do. So the video I watched and the research I was doing, I did like what I saw from Trey Lance. And again, before we started recording, I told you this is going to sound weird coming from a Washington football team fan, but he reminds me of Dak Prescott. Um, and I think Dak's a great quarterback. I feel awful for what happened to him. And I feel awful that Dallas wouldn't pay him prior to breaking his leg, but he got paid. So it's whatever, you know, he got his money. It doesn't matter. Now. Yeah. But, um, but that's who, that's who Trey Lance kind of reminded me of from a, you know, an athletic perspective, the way he can throw the ball. But um, how do you feel about Trey Lance? I, I you know, he's not in your top 10, he, but you know, you have a number. He's of- not. And he, and the reason being is he's a guy that if you put him in day one to start, you are going to suck. Mm. you're you're basically saying we're going to let you learn by grow grow right they can grow through pain and we're going to struggle with it but in three years you're you either have it or by then we know you're out of the league and Yeah. yeah and and so he's a guy that if he ends up in the Again, we keep, I keep saying is you've got to go to the right situation where he can sit behind a dude. Yeah. He can sit behind a Matt Ryan. If the Falcons take him at four, Mm. if the, if the 49ers decide they're going to take him at three, he can sit behind porn star Jimmy and, (laughs) and sit there and, and learn how to be an NFL quarterback, how the game operates where, you know, you can green Bay, Jordan love. I still like that pick is in hindsight, <laughs> one of the worst picks in NFL history is fucking awful, Yeah, but yep, okay. he's sitting behind Aaron Rodgers, who Aaron Rodgers is a dick. And it's yeah. like, I'm not going to, and my job's not to teach this dude to take my job that no. Yeah. And, but Brett Favre was like that to Aaron Rodgers, and it worked out. So may, maybe, maybe, no, I'm not saying Jordan Love is the next Aaron Rodgers. That is <laughs> not it. But, like that's that's how it's gonna have to go for Trey Lance. He's gonna have to learn either under fire or he's gonna have to sit behind for the dude for a couple of years. He's not a Patrick Mahomes at one year behind Alex Smith is gonna cut it. He's a two to three year dude before he's a full time starter, in my opinion. Yeah, no, that makes sense. And it, I mean, he didn't he didn't play much. Uh, he had thirty attempts in twenty twenty. He had a great season in twenty nineteen. He only played one game. He played. He yeah. He only got to play one game because of COVID. Because yeah. they, they played their season in the spring. And right. so they they almost played one game just so he could play. Jeez. <laughs> like they almost like it almost seemed like that to me. Like we're gonna play this one game in the fall so Trey Lance can get his his name out there. And cause he had yeah. a great season. 
Oh yeah, and that, like that year before he looked. And yeah, I, I don't like. He looked great. Twenty-eight touchdowns, no interceptions. I don't like the Carson Wentz comparison because I think they're totally different. Yeah, they just went to the same school, <laughs> but at the same time, like he wasn't playing top-notch competition. And and in his one game in the where they gave him the you know the COVID year one game, like he didn't look great. Like he didn't yeah. dominate the game like you would expect him to. Right. But it doesn't seem to have hurt him. Yeah, it'll so. be it'll be interesting to see <clears throat> see where he lands. I mean, it a lot of what I've seen is he's, you know, he's the fourth quarterback, right? Um, but but there has been rumors of him you know, like you said, even to the 49ers at three. So, um, I mean, that's, let's move on to the next pick here. Here we go to the jets who for all purposes, we, you know, everyone's saying that they're going with Zach Wilson, uh, at a BYU and he wasn't in your top prospects. I have my thoughts on Zach Wilson, but why, uh, you know, what, what do you think about him locked in at two? I, I think that's, what's going to happen. I don't think they're going any other way, but what are your thoughts on Zach Wilson? I think he has potential to be really good. I mean, we saw his pro day, the throw that he made, and I don't think people realize this, there might be five people on the planet that can make that rolling away, mm. throw back side across the field throw. There might be five people on the planet that can do that. And he's one of those five. Mm. Two of them have won Super Bowls and MVPs in the NFL already, and that's Mahomes and Rodgers. Yeah. And so, like, he's in rare company with uh, what his arm talent is able to do. What what I look at is how he played against Power 5 schools. Even though he was hurt, and he was always kind of off and on hurt, and he never put up the numbers like he did last year. Yeah. But what I do know about him, and it, coincidentally enough, is I, I coached with a guy that coached him while he was at the Corner Canyon High School here in Utah. And was like, that kid studies more football than any high school kid I've ever been around. Hmm. Which, if you if you hear people talk about it, they're like, well, he reaches out to Aaron Rodgers about film. He reaches out to Stone. So he watches film with these guys while he's on plane rides. Damn. So that has, like, that's been in him since he was a 16-year-old kid. Yeah. And that that can make a big difference. I just don't have him in there because it's a, it's, he's going to the Jets. Like, right. <laughs> who's he who's he gonna throw to that's any different than like they, they went and got Corey Davis from Tennessee, so he's got that, which is yeah. better than what Darnold was throwing to. But he's he's still playing in the New York Jets organization and I, I just don't think he's a top ten talent in the draft. I'll I'll say that. I, I think he's I think he's gonna have a good career. I do. And yeah. I, I hope the kid does well. I just don't think he's a top ten talent. So that's why he's not there. Yeah. I think it's going to be really tough for him in New York. I mean, we, we talked about how brat, how bad the Browns have been, you know, the past 30 years, but man, the jets, this 10 year right the jets are on. Holy shit. Um, like, but yeah, my had, beer. yeah, yeah. He has Corey Davis, like you said. And, um, you know, when we were talking about Jacksonville, we talked about Keelan Cole, that's Keelan Cole signed with the jets. Apparently didn't, didn't know that. So, um, Oh, yeah. So there you go. And then you got Crowder, of course. So I, I think it's going to be tough for him. My, um, and, and this can, this can go anyways, right. You can <clears> say <throat> this about Trey Lance, but I didn't see, you know, I saw a lot of, uh, BYU games because, you know, here in Utah, you can see them even if they're not on ESPN. And, um, 
the one game where he faced a good team, he didn't play well. And and like everyone was really hyping up that game and getting excited for it against Coastal Carolina. You're talking about the Coastal. But yeah. I, I didn't think he played terrible that game. I don't think he played terrible. I, I, I thought his offensive line got dominated that game. I think they were out schemed and outmatched that game, but I don't think he played bad. Like I won't say bad. He didn't play his best game. Yeah. I, so I'm not. I'm not trying to say Doug, you're wrong. But I'm saying I, I. I see it from a different perspective where he didn't play terrible. But again, that goes back to how did he play against Washington or and all the other P5 schools that he had played the year before? Yeah, where his struggles showed. So it, it becomes a trend, right? Which habits are who you are yep yeah yeah it'll be i mean obviously him being from utah i want him to do you know i want him to do well in the nfl i think the biggest thing like we already talked about he's not from utah he's he's from he's from that team down south we don't he's from them i I mean the state sorry the state of utah okay there we (laughs) go there we go not not the school yes yes the state (laughs) yeah i i know i know damn well what's what a college he went to forgot pick a side there is no bull no yeah no absolutely not i just meant born in utah (laughs) there you go in the state yes yes he has a (laughs) he he had a a, either a 801 or a 435 area code we'll just say that (laughs) <laughs> maybe maybe three eight five. I don't know. Three eight five. Uh, yeah, but him him going to the Jets, it's going to be tough. So we'll see how that turns out. Um, you know, I have one friend who's a diehard BYU fan, and then everyone else is kind of like, ah, fuck those guys. But uh, everyone I, else is smart. Yeah, everyone. <laughs> Sorry. No, 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 no. Bye. Uh, yeah, we'll move on. <laughs> so number three, we got the Forty ers <laughs> The Forty ers who traded up for this pick um you have justin fields here do you do you think you think they're going to go with fields i yes i i just don't see how they can't like that's me being like how are they talking themselves out of this and every time i hear trey lance or mac jones i'm like but what have they done that is better than justin fields how can you justify that and you lost, you were up 28 to three in the Super Bowl, and now you're going to do this. It's the two biggest losses in NFL history if you do it. <laughs> Shanahan. Damn, that's the, that's the sound bite for the pod right there. I'm going to cut that part. <laughs> <laughs> but so I, I just see, like, maybe, maybe that's me, like, writing that down, like, mock draft. Like, that's what I would do. Yeah. Like, I tried to not do that, but I just don't see how they can. Right. No, I agree. I think they should. I, I've heard a ton about Mac Jones the past couple of days. So I guess we'll, I mean. Who I like. I do like Mac Jones. Yeah. He's a winner. Yeah. I guess but. we'll we'll wait and see. I mean, I, uh, you know, the 49ers organization, they, um, I don't know. So I wish they, them nothing but the worst because <laughs> they, they destroyed the Packers in the NFC championship game a couple years ago where they didn't even have to throw the ball. Yeah. And it was embarrassing because I was in California watching that game live oh, in a Packers no. hat, just oh. feeling my loss, just yeah. just tear, tear rolling down. Let's move on. Let's, yeah. move, let's move on. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. You're right. You're right. N- number <laughs> number four, we have the Falcons at number four. Uh you and and again, we've heard a lot of rumors about teams trading up to get this number four pick. 
the Cowboys possibly trying, but right now the Falcons still have that spot um, as we record this. So you have them taking Kyle Pitts at four. I, yeah, I, I think, I think they do that and they're like, Hey, Matt Ryan, you've got three years. They, they're going to trust Matt Ryan for the next three years because three to five years, if he can get you through to three, another quarterback is going to come available where you can trade somebody. Maybe, maybe it's Julio down the road, or maybe it's somebody down the road. You can move up in the draft to get to a quarterback that you like to replace Matt Ryan. I think you give him that option because that, that Falcons offense becomes really, really good. Right. If you have Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley, Kyle Pitt, yeah. you, can, you can't, you can't, you can't double any of them. You have to play straight up at that point. So I just think that gives them. And at the end of the day, like, you're always looking for an excuse to find a way out. Well, Matt Ryan doesn't have a way out if those are his weapons. Exactly. Matt Ryan, you better ball. Yep. Yeah. I, I, I think, um, I mean, I don't know why they would take anybody else. There, there was a couple of things I read where um, they had thought about taking a quarterback here and letting him play behind Ryan for a year. But I think if you're at number four, and you're taking a quarterback, you're expected to have that quarterback play some point during the season. So that's basically telling Matt Ryan, all right, bro, you got six games max. Um, but I think Pitts, like you said, you have to add him to Ridley, to Jones. Like that's, that's a scary ass group of receivers and a tight end. Like they, yeah. I, uh, and like you said, I can see, I can see them taking a quarterback to tackle Brian. I can see that happening. It just shouldn't happen. Yeah. I just don't know. I mean, Matt Ryan didn't look good last year by any means, but I don't think he's done, you know? And if you add a weapon like that, I think, you know, you can squeeze, like you said, squeeze another two years out of them. I don't know if that means that, um, you know, you're a contender by any means, but I mean, you're picking number four for shit sake. So you probably aren't, but, <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, you're not. And, and you play in a, di- play in a division with the defending Super Bowl champions. Yep. And the new, New Orleans Saints mm-hmm. perennial playoff team. So at best, you're projected to finish third in your division. You're yeah. going to be in the middle of the pack to the bottom half of the the league anyway. Okay, and unless you go out and perform, and then you knock one of the, you got, you're going to have to knock five, six teams off to get yourself out of the middle middle of the first round anyway. Yep. So next year, if you figure you're picking 15, 16, you're still in a spot where you're going to be able to get a quarterback next year. Yeah. Yep, I agree. Okay, number five, uh, we have the Bengals, and you have them picking Sewell. Makes sense. I mean, we saw, you know, what happened last year. Um, offensive line didn't look great <laughs> uh, for Cincinnati, so um, I think that's probably where they go if he's there. But I, I haven't heard of any other possibilities to Cincinnati. I, I mean, I guess they could possibly take someone like Jamar Chase, but. They could take a receiver. They yeah. They could, but to me, rece- receiver not as much as running back, but on the same thought process of interchangeable, where you can get a receiver that's pretty good to line up alongside T. Higgins out yeah. there, and then they got is it Tyler Boyd? Yeah, that, that are, that's there, and they they put them out there, and um, receivers are going to come. There's twenty receivers in this league in this draft that I can see being in the league for five plus years. Yeah. And so you take, you take 
Penny Sewell and you protect you protect the franchise. I think I gotta send a meme today. I'm gonna have to send it to you where it's a picture <laughs> of Joe Burrow's surgery scar. Ugh. And I was like, oh damn, that messed up. Oh God. No, thank you. <laughs> that should make my stomach hurt. Um okay, we'll move on to uh let's see here. So that speaking of receivers, number six, the dolphin jab Jamar Chase, who, you know, Tua um you look at the weapons he has there, Devontae Parker, they signed Will Fuller, who seems to have a great seven games and then can't stay healthy. Um, so, I mean, I, you know, they definitely need that number one receiver threat. So I think Chase is a good pick. Uh, I don't know. I mean, really what else they would take there at, uh, at six, cause they had traded back and then I, traded back up. So. Yeah. I, they, they give two a weapon and, I say Chase there just because I think he is a better build for the NFL. I I can totally see them also taking who I have at the next pick, but I mm-hmm. I I just think you take a receiver, give two a weapon, because if everybody and I don't understand how after one year in the league, people are like, ah, oh, the Dolphins don't trust Tua. Like what happened right. to giving these kids time yeah. to grow and time to figure it out? You're like, hey, two years. And you haven't you haven't learned how to be an NFL quarterback in two years. You're a scrub. Get out of here. Like, why? Why? How did how yeah. did how did we get here? Well, I think everyone is expecting. I mean, expecting Patrick Mahomes type um, output. You know, and that's like which is unfair. It's uh, yeah, totally un- un- unrealistic. Unfair. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yes, he's a once in a lifetime type of talent. So there's no. Not, I guess not lifetime once in a century, maybe, but anyways, um, yeah, let's go. The, we'll go to the next yeah. pick. You have the lions and you have them picking De, uh, Devonte Smith out of Alabama. I like Smith quite a bit. The lions love wide receivers. Yes, I know. Sorry, I mean, ahead. they, they need so many other things on that roster, but the, the, the one thing I worry about Smith and maybe I shouldn't, but he weighs as much as I did in junior high school. <laughs> He's like six, I think he's six one, two hundred pounds or a hundred and sixty pounds. So that that kind of worries me. But other than that, he's he's incredible. I can't I I can't knock the dude because he he at that at that build, he won the Heisman Trophy as a wide receiver, and yeah. I can't remember how long it's been since that happened, but. He, he, his body control and the his route running, it keeps him healthy. I, I'm not worried about the dude other than I wish nothing but the worst on him when he plays the Packers, not, not injury wise. I just hope he loses. Just hope game. he doesn't catch a single ball, but right. And, and they're the lions. They don't even, they don't even know what a super bowl is. So go have a great career to be irrelevant. Oh, that's tough. I mean, it's true, but it's tough. Um, all right, number eight, we have the Panthers, and you have them picking another Alabama wide receiver, uh, Jalen Waddle. What do you What do you know about him? Uh, he's fast, like <laughs> really, really fast. <laughs> and they, they just traded and got Sam Darnold, right? So what are they going to do? They're like, hey, we got to give this dude weapons. Well, they have. Robbie Anderson, who he already has chemistry with from the New York Jets. So yeah. Robbie Anderson, I believe, was a thousand yard receiver last year. Well, now you're gonna put this rookie that can put that 
if, if they're not going to put somebody on him that can run a four four forty, well, then yeah. that means that there's a safety over the top, which means Anderson's one on one on the other side. So you, so so they're going to start to build and say, hey, here's our here's our here's our weapons. We're going to run them at you and. Good right. luck. Christian McCaffrey. Don't forget the sneaky athletic running back the, they have. <laughs> yeah. Sneaky athletic white guy. He's got it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It'll be, I mean, and then, you know, to see how he, so that's why I have him there. Oh yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. I said, that's, that's why I see him there. They're, they're just going to build around Darnold and McCaffrey and say, okay. They're not terrible. They weren't a terrible team. And I'll tell you what, that Panthers team played for Matt Rule as his first year as the head coach. Yep. They, they weren't good. They're picking this high for a reason because they weren't good. But they weren't getting blown out week by week. No. They were competing no. with people. And, they were, and they, were, they were, you know, battling it out with some people. They were trying to lose like the Jets when they let that Hail Mary oh, go my against God. the Raiders. They weren't trying to lose. Yep. They yeah. they were playing to win. They just weren't good enough. So I think I think they're a team that I don't see them picking in the top first round this year. Yeah. No, I agree. And 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 the hardest thing for them last year was the hard, yeah, the hardest thing for them last year was losing McCaffrey. You know, he he had a really um a short season, was hurt. So if him bouncing back, getting someone uh like Waddle, it'll it'll be uh it'll be an interesting season for them. And then, you know, if Darnold can turn out to be a, a decent quarterback, I still, th- I I don't even mind. I mean, Bridgewater isn't like amazing, but he, he's, he's good enough. I think. So if, if Darnold turns out to actually be Teddy, Teddy two gloves can get it done. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. Teddy two gloves can get it done. He'll, he'll, he'll be just fine. Okay. And then at nine, you have the Broncos taking Mac Jones. Um, another quarterback. So that's a lot of quarterbacks and four quarterbacks in the top 10, which a lot of people are saying that's probably going to be the case. So uh, tell, talk to me a little bit about Mac Jones. And the dude, the dude's a winner. <laughs> he, he did nothing but win. And he was a backup that in spot relief for Tua, right? Well, he did nothing but get them to the national championship Tua to win it. <laughs> and statistically he put up better numbers than Tua in in college so if Tua was considered a top five quarterback prospect why wasn't Mac Jones yeah yep that's a good uh I mean I don't know I I think I mean I feel like the Broncos are always taking quarterbacks uh but uh, john elway for being as good as he was has been really bad at picking quarterbacks yeah 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 i mean even it, what cracks me up i have a, uh some friends that are broncos fans and they you know they talk about the year uh with peyton manning when they won the super bowl and i was like your defense won that peyton manning looked awful was aw- that's a, the worst performance that a quarterback has had in the super bowl but um yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I, th- I, th- I do think they take a quarterback. Mac Jones seems to uh, be a good option. So let's move on to number 10. We have the Dallas Cowboys. That is not America's team and hasn't been in a very long time. Uh, you have them taking uh, Sertan, the cornerback from Alabama, which is the right pick for the Dallas Cowboys. Now, does Jerry Jones make that pick? I don't know, but that is the pick they should make because their defense was god awful. Somebody has to 
somebody has to walk in that office with a gun, put it to his head, and say, "You take Sertan, or it's done," because there's no way they can't take him. Yeah, if he's there at ten and they don't take him, they deserve all the bad things that come their way. I mean, they deserve it anyways. But I I agree with that. Um, because I mean, every you know, people saw the numbers for the Cowboys last year, and I, I don't have them pulled up here, but the defense was just incredibly bad. So, um, yeah, that that's that's the pick for sure. We're we're uh we're gonna move on to a, a sleeper, a sleeper pick for you. So we're only doing that top ten for the mock draft. Um, let's talk about you know you yeah. gave me you gave me a number of them, but let's talk about Kyle Trask from Florida. He statistically last year, there's no reason he shouldn't have been in the Heisman conversation for college numbers because he put up numbers. And his quarterback coach is Brian Johnson, who was also the quarterback coach for who? Dak Prescott. Mm -hmm. So he turned out okay. I I just (laughs) think that the kid is going to be good. He can can sling it, and he's a strong athletic kid that can also run when he has to. Gotcha. Yeah. I, I, I watched a little bit on him, not as much as I watched on, on the other guys that you had sent me, but he did look good. Um, oh, the, the, there's so many misses at quarterback historically in the first round where it's just, I understand you have to take, you know, especially this year that it, it's very quarterback heavy. You might even get five or even six in the first round. It's hard to say, but, um, yeah, he did look good, so I'm excited to see where he lands. Uh, you know, we put him in there as a sleeper because, I mean, shit, we talked about five other guys before we talked about him at, the, at that quarterback position. So, um, okay, we're we're gonna end this on on what you would like for your Green Bay Packers. Your your Packers have pick 29. I'm gonna touch real quick on what I want for my my Washington football team. Actually. Um, God knows we need a better because you're thinking ahead of us because you suck. Right, right. Um, oh, are you still there? Who? Oh, I lost you. Uh, um, oh, oh uh, he's gone. Out. <laughs> um, you know, would definitely love an offensive lineman. I don't know. <sighs> at at 19, there may be an option there, but I'm I've been seeing a lot of um uh I think his last name is Morig from TCU the safety and we definitely need a safety. Um so that would be my pick if we can get him. He he's their number one number one rated safety on a number of of um different expert, you know, top 30 picks. Um so that would be my pick. What are you looking at at number 29? Do you, are they going to pick another backup quarterback or are you hoping for something else? Yeah, I don't I don't like that subtle jab you just took i don't like it pay, it was just I, payback for, for for letting me know that i was picking earlier than the than you were <laughs> hashtag team petty but no i if there's gonna be wide receivers in this draft and if they don't take one in the first round <laughs> i i honestly i can't even be mad if aaron Rodgers like you know what fuck you i'm hosting jeopardy <laughs> and just leave. He does a great job at Jeopardy, by the way. My mother-in-law, <laughs> he does. My mother-in-law loves him, and he—I've watched a, a couple highlights, and yeah, yeah, he's been great. <laughs> and and so, like, 
I don't think he's going to fall there anymore. I had hopes, but for whatever reason, the last week is his hype train has, has revved up a little bit. The Kadarius Tony from Florida, he's okay. a slot receiver. He could be a lot like Randall Cobb fresh out of college where he's going to return and play in the slot a little bit, do his thing. But the name that I really, really want is Rashad Bateman, the receiver out of Minnesota. He, okay. he, he would be, he would be awesome to have, to have there. And I think Alan Lazard has proven himself to be a number two guy. Yeah. I think if you bring in another, another guy, Valdez Scantling in there, like he's cool, but stop dropping the ball. I, I just, <laughs> they have to go wide receiver to please him. Otherwise the dudes, we're going to lose a top three quarterback of all time. And he's going to just walk out of those one Super Bowl. Like I hate you people. Yeah. Yeah. I um, mean, so we almost have to. Yep. Yeah, I agree. I mean, that they're, they're solid at running back, Jones and Dylan. Um, and I mean, even God, fucking Devontae Adams knocked me. I lost the championship. Three, three. Devontae Adams told, is the best route runner in the NFL right now. In the history of the world. don't want. <laughs> no, no. Whoa, whoa. No, no. I'm NFL playing. Right now. Yeah, yeah. I am I only say that because he not, I was in three fantasy football championships and in two of them, I played against Devonte Adams and I lost all three of those championships. And I was never so sick to my stomach. It went from like $4,000, four grand to nothing. To, no, I did. I got like a uh, hundred bucks for taking second place. And when I was like, I don't even want this. I don't even want that. <laughs> Hold on, a hundred bucks. But how much did you pay to get into the leagues combined? Like one fifty. So not bad. So you lost money. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. I it, did. On the Will Wonder Pod, we're about making money. I know. I'm never playing fantasy football again. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you will. Yeah, you're. I'll right. take I, that bet. Yeah, no, I'm there. I'm already. I'm already uh, writing notes down. <laughs> oh, but no. Man. So I think. I think. Yeah, I think they go wide receiver. I. I, I really want them to. I think there's lots of options that help them, but they. They do need a lot of help because we saw what that defense gave up, and they. They need help. They're Aaron Rodgers makes up for a lot of flaws. So yeah. who knows how bad they really are because twelve is so good. Yep. Yep, I agree. I agree. All right. Well, well, Hoop, it's been a, a fun discussion with you. I, I'm going to, you know, hopefully have you back for more football talk so you can add some um, some credibility to my bad picks in the future. Um, but and, what if what if I was horribly wrong on all of these that I put out? Like, well, like, then I'll, I'll, just, keep, I'll just keep trying yeah. to find experts elsewhere. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I told you before, I, I said, I, I want to bring you on because you've, you've played and you've coached and you know, you know, a lot more than I do when it comes to football. I mean, I can watch as, you know, as much as the next guy, but uh, I never really played. I never, I, I absolutely haven't coached. I'm a monster. Okay. Now let me take this back. I was a monster in Madden. I haven't even played this year's. Um, I'm known to really hurt some people's feelings in like flag football. You know what I mean? But Jose Haro. Jose Haro. Yeah. We both know him though. Yeah. His, yeah. His kryptonite is bald white people. Yeah. <laughs> that's the truth that's going to be another sound uh sound bite i take out of this make sure i send it directly <laughs> to his phone um, at him yep um 
Well, yeah, again, thank you, man. I really appreciate it. Um, as you know, whenever I have a guest, I like to, you know, give them a, the chance to plug whatever they would like to plug, if anything, or if you have something you want people to check out, now's, uh, now's your time to do that. Um, I don't, I don't really do anything, but, um, (laughs) (laughs) so, uh, no, if, if, if anybody out there that does listen to you has a kid that is coming up trying to play football, follow me, like this, this sounds super corny as shit, but like follow me on Instagram. And I do post out every week where we do free wide receiver and quarterback workouts where me and the quarterback coach from Hunter high school, we, we get kids together and we work them out and we do it for free because coaching youth sports and high school sports, like nobody does it for the money. I promise you we're not making anything. So when you sit in the stands and watch your high school kid play sports and say, Hey coach, you're a fucking dummy. We know (laughs) we're stupid, but we don't make, we, we make 47 cents an hour at best. I think I think the last time I calculated, I made 17 cents an hour as an offensive coordinator for high school. Goodness gracious! <laughs> and so, if you want to come out, send your kids to come out, have some fun. Like we play music, we just work them out, we teach them the game, we have fun with it. If you ever want anybody, come do that. Um, other than that, man, I don't I don't have anything to plug because I really don't do anything. I watch my kids grow up. I feel old and. There you go. I mean, you have, you have three kids. I, you know, I, I I don't know how you do it. We were talking about it before I have one and I, um, I, I go through like four energy drinks a day. You know what I'm saying? And it's, 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 so you with three, I applaud you, you and your wife. Well, well, it's, it's all her. Yeah, like, it's all her. Wink, <laughs> wink. <laughs> Gonna get some. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, so like, I appreciate you having me on. Like, I really, I really love what you're doing, man. Like, you, you keep doing what you're doing. You, when you told me I, I want to do this, I like just do it. Just yeah, I can jump in and do it. Like, what's the worst that can happen, right? Like, I, I'm happy for you. You DJ my wedding. You killed it. Our wedding was fun. Everybody oh, yeah. like in my my fa- my family, my wife's family, feel like, man, your wedding was so great. And I'm like, man, that's Doug. That's Doug. <laughs> Doug. Doug did all that. Doug, Doug made the mix for the father daughter dance that killed it. Yeah, all of that. That was fun, man. That was a lot of fun. Doesn't seem like it was as long uh, ago as it was, but at the same time, it does. You know what I mean? It's a weird th- way to think about it, but it seems like just yesterday, but seems like forever ago too. At the same time, yeah, yes, sir man all right hoop well i appreciate it again we'll have you back soon um so you you said people can check out um connect with you on instagram if they do have kids yeah instagram is hoop 17 twitter i would honestly have to look it up because i think it's at coach underscore hoop underscore because apparently a lot of basketball coaches go with coach hoop oh yeah i guess that makes sense yeah in numbers after that so Mine is at coach underscore hoop underscore. And if you can find it on there, I post it every week. Perfect. Come send, send their kids, parents welcome to come. I don't care. Like that's awesome. COVID's starting to die down and we'll, we'll be able to open it back up to everybody soon. So it's free. Everybody likes free stuff. 
Yeah, that's great. I'll uh I'll put your uh your Instagram and your Twitter in the podcast description so people can find that. So awesome, man. Um yeah. And then, you know, hopefully, I mean, at some point soon I'll come out and and uh do some work on little Jose Haro with you. We'll make him maybe even retire from the game of flag football. I don't know. I don't know. Uh but it's a strong would hope. The dude needs to. The dude's bad. He needs yeah. to retire. He's bad and he talks a lot and it's like, I don't know. It's like a defense mechanism. I get it. But at the same time, it's like, <laughs> he should probably just stay home. It's a long drive for him. You know what I mean? Just to get, get his ass whooped. So hey, just yell it one time, Doug, you think it's a game? Yell it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Oh man. Hoop. I appreciate it, bro. We'll talk to you soon. All right, man. We'll talk to you soon. I appreciate right. you. Peace. So the Oscars just recently happened this past weekend and we we me and my good buddy kurt pruitt kurt how are you i'm great good good we are uh, about to talk about a film that was um highly anticipated for the both of us that uh may or may not be an oscar nominee next year i don't know probably not but maybe um, if it doesn't sweep the writing like the if it doesn't sweep the, the writing awards i don't know what's going on with the oscars man it's rigged yeah, well, well, I guess the time will tell. <laughs> <laughs> so that movie is Mortal Kombat. Uh, it was, it's still available on HBO Max as well as uh, in theaters. I told Kurt after I watched it, I said, listen, I don't want to talk about this until we record for the pod. So I don't know what Kurt thought of the film, um, but um, we're just going to talk about it. So just as an FYI, there will be spoilers. So if you haven't seen it, um, you know, maybe don't listen, or if you don't even plan on watching, then go ahead, listen, we'll go, we'll go through the film. Um, I don't, I don't really know where I want to start here, I guess. <laughs> I don't think the movie knew where it wanted to start. <laughs> yeah. So the movie starts out and, and, and to be honest, I loved the opening scene. Oh yeah. Um, I told, you know, I told you when that, cause they, they released the first seven minutes, uh, like four days before the movie was out. And I was like, holy shit. So the movie starts out, we have uh, Sub-Zero and Scorpion who, you know, they're, they're not called Sub-Zero and Scorpion at that point. They're, they're, they're human selves, I think. Uh, Sub-Zero yeah. has, has his ice power, so maybe he's not. But in any event, um, uh, Sub-Zero's clan comes to just totally wreck Scorpion's home. Um, and it ends in, you know, the, the, the death of Scorpion, if you will, his his wife and and daughter or sorry was it a daughter no i can't even remember wife uh, son his little boy i think the the baby was a daughter that that's died. that's right that's right and that so i'll get to that cuz that was slightly confusing for me later on in the film but so you have the the uh, the son and and the wife frozen by sub zero and then the fight <clears throat> the thing that i thought was kind of cool was that um scorpion was speaking uh, one language and Sub-Zero was speaking another. I think, I think Scorpion was speaking Japanese while Sub-Zero, Sub-Zero was speaking Chinese. And it was just cool because they were talking to each other and had no idea. And I love Scorpion's, what he said, he's like, I don't understand you, but just something like, remember this face because I'm, I'm going to come back. And right. the, the fight scene is so intense. You see Scorpion grab his, what, you know, what you'll see later in the film as his like little hook or knife where he uses to, for his move is get over here. Um, but first seven, first seven minutes, phenomenal. What, what did you think? Yeah. First seven minutes might be the strongest of the movie 
for sure. Um, here's what I know about Mortal Kombat, just like the game canon. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't know a lot. All I do know is that this is the best rivalry probably in the right. entire franchise. So I like how they kick it off there. I do know that they come from different like ninja clans that are rivals, and that's kind mm-hmm. of what Sub Zero is doing there is to wipe them out. Um, how he has his ice powers, I don't know. I would assume that he got them from is it Shang Tsung? Shang Tsung. Shang Tsung. Yeah. From uh, Outer World. So I'm yeah. assuming that because he ends up being like a general for him without much knowledge of how that happens. So I'm assuming right. it's kind of like a quid pro quo, if you will. If mm. you give me this, I'll be your general and we'll conquer Earthrealm together. So, um, but that for sure was a super strong opening. I'm happy my wife didn't see it though, because there's definitely a sad moment of a frozen wife and this frozen son. And Oh yeah, yeah. 100%. I know I, I, uh, I had told my wife the same thing. I'm like, if you're going to watch this with me, just come down eight minutes into it and I'll just tell you what happened. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but then, but then, so after the fight happens, you have, uh, Raiden come down and, um, there, the, so throughout this whole thing, throughout this whole fight, they hide a baby. Um, and you know, you're worried that Sub-Zero is going to come and take this baby and, you know, do whatever, kill it or take it with him. But Raiden comes, saves the baby, and takes off. Um, and we'll get back to this baby shortly because later in the film, I was um, slightly confused. So, um, but this is good. I, I didn't know that you weren't a big fan of the Mortal, or you didn't play much of the Mortal Kombat games. Um, I played enough to kind of know what's going on. Okay. See, like Mortal Kombat 1, 2, 3 was huge for me. Like, yeah, I still remember the first Mortal Kombat coming out and going to my neighbor's house. I, I was probably mm, eight or nine at the time. And just thinking like, holy shit, look at this game. There's right. hearts being ripped out. It, it was, you know, and then it well, just, and they oh, game ahead. did something really cool where they took photos of people and put them on the fighters instead of like trying to do shitty graphics. Right. It made it look way cool. I remember it being like, oh, this game looks awesome. Even yeah. at a young age. Yep. The arcade play, like I remember being it being at a the movie theater in my in my uh yeah little town and oh man, play all the time and you try to always get the top score so your name can live on. And some guy with the initials SEX was always <laughs> top the top dog. <laughs> or ASS. Yeah, exactly. But um in any event, so um yeah, Mortal Kombat, uh, at least the origins, the f- one two and three were really big. I would play the other games as time went on, but it wasn't like, um, you know, back then when you really got into the story and you got into yeah. like new characters and all of that. There was so, like no story in the original. All you knew is that you went to fight in a tournament to yeah. save earth against these weirdos. And then <laughs> they get like, as, as 3d gaming came out, they got into their story. And if there's any franchise that doesn't give a shit about continuity or time or who's <laughs> dead and who's alive, it's definitely mortal Kombat. So I'm hoping that's what goes into the movies because there was that stuff was all over the place. Right. Right. Okay. So yeah. All right. Let's get back into the movie. So we have uh yeah. Raiden comes, saves the day, like the savior he is. And you know, all of the films, um, I have a lot to say about Raiden, so let me know and I can go in on him, but maybe give a little bit more of a highlight okay. of the film. Yep. So after that, we meet a guy, and, I, and you know, I was taking notes as I um, was watching the film, and my my next note after Raiden saves the day is Cole Young, question mark. Who the hell's that? <laughs> <laughs> Some new character they didn't need to bring in for the movie. So Exactly. They, they, decided, they decided, yeah, they decided, you know what? 
let's just go for it. Let's just bring in a whole new person that has that has never been talked about in all of Mortal Kombat, any of the games, the comics, anything. Cole Young, let's throw and him in there. And you're like, give him oh. the lamest powers too. Oh yeah, what we'll can he do? He can get his ass kicked. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. He just gets the brake speed off of him. And and I want to say this about Cole Young. After we meet him probably 10 to 15 minutes into it, we just find out that he's definitely not getting dad of the year award. He, <laughs> he, he fights in these MMA fights for 200 bucks. His wife doesn't come to him cause she just can't take the fact that he's getting his ass beat. And then uh, he has his daughter as his corner man, corner woman, just watching him get beat to death, <laughs> beat to death by like the Bush league MMA freaking champ i don't even know what it is like literally right. something that you would do in a garage and then spoilers he goes on and kills goro the next fight he's in like what exactly exactly well he gets his ass beat a lot prior to uh, prior to goro true. but but yeah then he, he he does end up beating goro when he finds his power but we'll we'll get to that part so yeah cole young mma um you know he loses the fight they him and his wife and the daughter end up going to get some uh some dinner and then this is this is actually a very very cool scene. It, there, right. it just starts snowing, and you're like, "Oh, I know, I know what's happening here." And then you know, Sub Zero shows up in his outfit, his you know, his actual. Uh, I don't even know what, what what we would call it. Is is what what everyone knows Sub Zero by? Gi? Yeah, and his mask, not necessarily like, the blue blue that you know, like, like dark. Yeah, very dark. dark. It could be considered almost gray. So I was like, kind of looks like the character Smoke, who was one of my favorites to play with. Yeah, Smoke was badass later bro. on. Um, but anyway, so so yeah, then we meet Jax. We meet. Um, well, <sighs> well, here's Go the ahead. thing. Okay, here's here's <laughs> the most frustrating thing for me in the movie is mm-hmm. they make Mortal Kombat, a movie about a game that's about a tournament to save Earth. Mm-hmm. The entire plot point of the movie is to not have that tournament. Yeah. So basically, exactly. why why Sub Zero's coming is because I forget his name again. Shang Tsung. Shang Tsung. Is, yep. Shang Tsung is like, um, hey, we want to invade Earth Realm. We're nine and zero. Oh, we need ten in a row to get there. We're at nine, but instead of like risking it, let's just go kill everyone before the tournament right. happens. What a and cheater he is, Shang Tsung. Huge cheater. He's bending the rules as much as he can. He's like Bill Belichick. Out yeah, there. he is. That's exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> He's bending the rules any way he can. Um, and I think that's the plot for like Mortal Kombat 2 or 3 is like, let's try and do this beforehand in the games at least. Yeah. Um, well, again, the games are all over the place, but I think in Mortal Kombat 9, you literally play through Mortal Kombat 1 through 3 in the story and then mm-hmm. things change at the end. So yeah. I think around this time is when he tries to cheat. And, but the first one's supposed to be the tournament straight up, but they don't do it. They're trying to cheat. And that's why Sub-Zero's there to get Cole because Cole has this birthmark that means he's a Mortal Kombat fighter, basically. Right. And, so, <clears throat> and we find out how he got that birthmark because, and I'll, we, we can just do this now. He, we find out that he is like a descendant of that baby who was yeah. saved by Raiden when yeah. Sub-Zero killed. A direct descendant, too. Yeah, and that's at first I was thinking he was the baby, and I'm like, well, this has to be super old. He can't be like a hundred and something years old. But at the same time, they just kind of like, yep. So, but what I want to know is what the hell happened to the the baby? And then you know, like that was my question. Why, you know, what happened there? I don't know. It sounds like the baby had kids. I'm sure, and like these 
more have born with these marks and then they go and have their kids and it's not a direct line even though it would no matter what be a direct line to yeah what's his face but as they get killed the um mark transfers over and mm-hmm. you become the mortal combat fighter so that's how there's multiple champions for earth realm Jax is one because it goes and kills some bad dude that was doing bad stuff. Right. Um, Jax, by the way, is one of my actual favorite parts of the movies because oh. he's doing things that I want out of these kinds of just really cheesy line. Like the first, <laughs> like he's talking to Cole at the, the fighting thing or whatever. And then he says, get in the truck when, when, uh, yeah. Sub-Zero's when Sub-Zero's there. coming. Mm-hmm. And then, um, Cole's like, who are you? He's like, that's funny. It doesn't sound like saving my ass or something like that. And I'm like, these are the lines. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't sound like, moves. thank you yeah. for saving my ass. Yeah, yeah thank you for saving. <laughs> yeah, like, those are the lines we need in these kind of movies. And there weren't enough of those lines. Um, I'm sure we'll get into Kano, who actually completely stole the film from everybody else because he was hilarious. But, um, yeah, that's, that's what was missing. I think this movie was fun in other aspects that the original wasn't but also not as fun in other ways and it's those heavy-handed cheesy lines that i love in these type of movies yeah i um there was things that i really disliked about jacks later on especially <laughs> when they give him the arms i'm like what the fuck and then the, uh, i don't know but i i have to we get to this point in the film uh we meet sonia who <sighs> that's a that's another thing bad she's bad she's bad she's a bad just bad everything she does so in this movie is bad and then i mean to live up to veronica vaughn that's hard man can't do it you can't do it you can't do that hey no. and she tried to she tried to hit and box in the same class like basically trying to remake that character yeah didn't work um not at all and i don't know why they tried to make sonia like the second protagonist about yeah. her not like having a power and she i don't care i did not care about that at all all i wanted to see was more fights and then they gave sonia powers at the end i sorry i'm all over the place but no you're she good she doesn't you're have good. powers in the game she uses her guns which is hilarious and they yeah. didn't do that which is kind of dumb the uh so we'll get to how she get got her powers um right so <clears throat> there's a scene where uh we end up meeting kano because he's actually tied up in sonia's like right because he's another kitchen champion, but he's a bad dude yeah uh he is easily my favorite character in the movie that dude nailed it i don't know if i've seen him in anything else maybe but he's he's just perfect it's it it made me he felt like a real person for sure just one of those a-holes that you meet like at a bar but they're funny at the same time and you know they could just bust your face open incredible (laughs) comedic timing and i Mm -hmm. guess so the actor's name is josh Larson actually was nominated for Academy Award, if you could believe that. Well, there you go. <laughs> um, fantastic, right? Yeah. Um, anyway, he um, apparently is a huge fan of the game franchise. So he was all in on Kano and like definitely brought that like, hey, I'm a dick and I'm going to let you know I'm a dick the entire time. Um, yeah. Ends up being the biggest like, I don't know, plot twist or, or plot device in the film where right. it kind of changes things up. But he was fantastic. By far the highlight of the movie. Yeah, he did great. And 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 later on uh in the movie you meet uh Cabal. Yeah. Who he, you know, at some point Kano and Cabal were buddies and Kano kind of screwed him over and their back and forth is really really solid. Cabal was great too. Yeah. Absolutely. Yep, Cabal was really good. Okay, Which so I was sorry, sorry. No, I go ahead. Gonna say, I was excited to put Cabal in because he was a really cool character in the games, but never got his chance in the original movies. I think in Annihilation, they said like 
oh, and Cabal got killed off screen. Like they didn't even <laughs> show him. God. Annihilation's a whole other thing. Annihilation, you might uh just awful. Um, <laughs> the worst, maybe one of the worst movies ever made, unironically. Yep. Yep. Um, yep. So that that was cool to see him. Probably one of the better adaptations. But at this point in the story is when uh Homeboy sends another assassin to kill these people, and it's reptile, and they Oof. did reptile pretty dirty. They, they did. did. Pretty dirty. They did. They did. I I so the cool thing in one of the highlights of Annihilation, it, uh, maybe one of the only the only highlight is um, he shows up. Reptile shows up, and then turns into the actual fighter reptile from so a lizard. Cool. But in this, he's just he's just the lizard. Right <laughs> when he shows up and it goes reptile and Luke Kang and him go. Yeah, it's one. It's probably the coolest moment in the original. In the, yeah, like straight up in the original movies it's probably the coolest moment yep so that okay. was a johnny cage fight with goro but yeah Goro's another thing we need to talk about oh yeah jesus okay so kano we get to kano we get they kill reptile um kano rips his heart out which was right. fucking solid and then that's the first time they start doing the cool stuff where like the fun stuff in this movie where he goes kano wins like, yeah in the, in the game and you're like okay i'm cool with that and the kung lao does like the flawless victory later on yep and i'm yep. like okay i'm here for that in this movie do more of that kind of yeah stuff, so. even the they, they do the little bit of the uh what do they call it animality with uh with uh lu kang when the dragon yeah. shows up the fire oh, dragon that part was cool too. that was pretty dope so shortly after all this happens we end up meeting lu kang and i look at lu kang and i'm like a couple of things a couple of notes i have here I wonder if it's the same as me. Okay, he on. looks he looks extremely malnourished is my first note. Like he's hungry. He's got to be 125 pounds, which is fine. Luke King doesn't need to be big, but he looks sick. Even in his face, he looks sick. My, yeah. My second note, why does he keep flicking his cloth belt? I don't know if you noticed. Oh, I didn't notice that. Jesus. It, I was it, the, the first uh, three scenes he's in. It's just a... Uh, nobody can see what I'm doing here, but if that's you can imagine funny. flicking a cloth belt, that's what he does the whole time. So, so go, go ahead. No, 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 no. That was it. Okay. That was it. So my thing on Luke Kang was I had him as K-pop star question mark. Cause he looks like he <laughs> should be in K-pop, <laughs> which kind of covers what you were saying. The small sickly, but truth be told, he did pretty good. The guy who played Luke King did pretty he did. good in this movie. And he was a good character. One of the better characters. Um, I actually wish if I were to do this movie, I would take Cole out of it, obviously, because why the hell? Exactly. <laughs> why, why is he in this movie? And I would have it be the the ex the exposition part of this movie would be Raiden telling Liu Kang to find the rest of the fighters and start off that way. And you yeah. have like the fun montage, like get the gang together situation. Because what's weird is like he says that I was tasked to find the rest of you. And why the hell is he 20 yards away from the temple looking like he's just been walking in circles around it? Like they're going to be here any second. Exactly. Oh, here so, they are. Hey guys, oh, found y'all. I found Come you. on now. I found you. And it just was weird. That part yeah. was weird. Such yeah. a choppy ass movie, dude. It really is. I, I, when I first saw Luke King, I was like, I am not going to like this character, but like he did end up being fairly yeah. good. So him and Kung Lao together were great. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Kung Lao showing up too to, to, uh, hello cousin or whatever he said welcome yeah. back cousin i was like oh shit okay all right kung lao great character in the game didn't get any OG. love in the original movies so no. very very good yeah very good to have kung lao in there um let's see what's what's my next note here 
uh, Cabal shows up, which was cool. Uh, really did enjoy Cabal's character, like I said earlier. Yeah. And then, um, you know, they're, they're essentially Liu Kang and, um, uh, oh my God. How did I just forget his name? I'm getting old, getting old. They trained him. The guy we just talked about. Kung Lao. <laughs> Kung Lao. Jesus yeah. Christ. Uh, Liu Kang and Kung Lao were trying to train. They need to um, unlock their, I don't know what word they use for it, but their powers basically. Yeah. Yeah. Their powers. And they, a really fun scene when they, uh, they get, uh, uh, Kano to unlock his powers. They're basically just talking shit to him and he gets really upset. Yeah. And then boom out, uh, the laser comes out of the eye, which was really cool. That was fun. Yeah. Um, so, but before this is when the Jang Soon, I whatever his name is. Yeah, you're good. You're good. Shows up with all of his homies. Um, yeah. besides Goro, minus Goro, they show up. So it's like Cabal, Molina. Um, I don't know who the dude was. Sub Zero. Yeah, the dude with the big hammer. I don't know who the. Fuck yeah, I don't know who that was. I, I must have missed those games because yeah, uh, he, yeah, he, he was, was awesome. there anyway. <laughs> um, they just needed a big hitter to fight Jax later on, I guess. Um, yeah. so they show up to Raiden's temple. Raiden says, "No, you guys can't fight here right now," and he like blocks off where they're training with lightning. And here's what really pisses me off about Raiden. Okay. First of all, like Raiden in the, in anything you see in Mortal Kombat, Raiden's like this guy who loves earth, right? Yep. And he's trying to protect it. <laughs> and why the hell did he wait 200 years or a century or whatever to finally find these people to train them? Yeah. And then he's like, you got a month, you got to figure it out. And he acts annoyed to like be there. He pops in and out whenever he damn well pleases. Yeah. And he's so front. He's like, he hates these fighters and the games and everything. It's all about like being homies, especially him and Liu Kang. Yeah. And he just like is in and out whenever he damn well pleases. He's annoyed that they're here. He thinks they're weak. And you're like, bro, you're the one that's doing, this is like, He's the guy that waits till the night before to do his homework and gives you some shitty essay. Like, <laughs> yeah. You're in a group project and you yeah. had a month to do it and he just throws and it at the end. He's so pissy and like annoying. And I know he, he uses his powers here and there. He's like, no, I can't enter. I can't interfere. Oh, I'm going to interfere right here though. Oh, I can't interfere. Oh, never mind. I'll send you over here. Exactly. And, it and, and it's so... not like Shang Tsung hasn't cheated his way through this yeah. whole thing anyways. Like, come on, man. At some point you just got to, you know, you're not trying to win if you're not cheating, I yeah. guess you could say. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it, it this, was an issue. This, yeah, I, I he, he was like in all the movies, he was trying to be kind of funny, kind of dickish. Like you said, <clears throat> Christopher Lambert was the first Raiden in the original Mortal Kombat. And then they got a guy that kind of looked like him. I had to look it up. James Reamer. He was awful, but I think. It, Is that Annihilation? Yeah, it could have been just been because Lambert did it decently i don't know i don't even know if lambert did it decently he was just the first one you saw yeah uh, he was fun though i mean he's he's yeah. who i oh my gosh annihilation has 3.7 out of 10 on imdb that's incredible wow 11 11, <laughs> 11 out of 100 from metascore wow it really is so good <laughs> that's yeah like Raiden, like he does fine and that's who you base it off of at least he's the bar and when it's that's the bar for you yeah it's not hard to get there. And they, they somehow missed this. Yeah, they did. They really did. Uh, I, I, I feel. So there's only really two and a half characters that I really enjoyed throughout this film. And I only say a half because, um, because Cabal was like not in it that much. Right. He yeah. was halfway through kind of hit or miss. 
but it was Kano, Liu Kang after the very first scene. <laughs> the we initial, see him. the whip, the flipping yeah. of the belt. And the- yeah. And then Cabal. Everyone yeah. else was just, oh, no, no, no. I'm wrong. Sub-Zero was great. Sub-Zero, but there's not a lot Sub-Zero's Sub-Zero has to do, right? He doesn't not, have to say much. That's another miss is Sub-Zero and Scorpion obviously are like the mains of this franchise that everybody knows. Mm-hmm. And first of all, you kind of like don't show much of Scorpion until right. like the end. The end. And then yep. you just, Sub-Zero's like OP, which is great. But like, I mean, Sub-Zero was fine. I'm okay with Sub-Zero, but I would also throw Kung Lao in there. I thought Kung Lao was great. Yeah, Kung Lao did do well. You're right. You're right. I mean, okay. he does cool shit in the movie and then... Yeah, I mean the hat. The, shit he the did hat was cool because that was his main weapon. Was cool. Yeah, yeah, that was. Cool. You're right. You're right. Um, okay, so around. Let's see. Let's see here. We get the uh, the fa- the fatality, or, or actually, we get to see Goro. Um, at some yeah. point, he walks in. He doesn't look awful. Doesn't look great. See, yeah, I mean CG. It's fine. It's yeah, passable. It's, it's what you would expect. Exactly. He he looks. I mean, I watched the original Mortal Kombat not too long ago, and Goro doesn't hold up to how I remember him when I was like ten. <laughs> Is he like almost stop motion in that movie? He I can't, can't remember. It's robotic. Like it's it looks like something like the uh, like from a Ninja Turtles film, like from the old Ninja Turtles movies. Gotcha. Which are honestly, if you want to talk about those, I'm down. Any oh, I uh, absolutely. That's fantastic. Soon. <laughs> when the, when the nba isn't going on during the summer and it's that dead period i'm gonna we're gonna focus on some films <laughs> oh, yeah. um okay let's see where where was i so okay the uh yep goro and then we get the fatality by kung lao and then um the, wait who's the girl with the wings that they bring in just i don't know who the hell that is she must broke. be from the same game that the dude with the <laughs> mallet was because she she shows up and looks like a groupie for shang song <laughs> like high as a kite like yeah on some dirty black tar heroin shit <laughs> and then you, he's like my beauty and you're like oh she's gonna throw down with somebody yeah just to freaking get her ass wiped by Kung Lao. <laughs> Kung like, Lao. probably yeah. the coolest kill in the movie to be honest yep. yep yep and you're just like all right, they literally introduced her just to kill her. I'm starting to feel a little suicide squatty here. <laughs> yeah. so. Oh, yep, exactly. Um, let's see. So after that, after the best fatality, we find out what Cole's power is, our MMA star. Um, he has a bodysuit of gold. That it allows you to get your ass kicked. Yeah, that's his power. Yeah, that can turn into f- to kind of get flamey a little bit. So, the, what did the flaminess do though? I did think he- that was just it didn't do anything. That's the thing. It's, I think it's supposed to show that he's related to Scorpion in some Maybe. way. Maybe. Yeah, I thought they were going to do like a Black Panther thing. You know how his suit, yeah. suit turns purple and he gets stronger with like mm-hmm. one big punch. I thought they were going to do that, but no, it just kind of gets. Flamey. It was just like here's a little flame when he gets hit. Yeah, let's make it look cool so we know how much his ass is getting kicked. We'll actually like keep track by turning the suit up even more. Right? <laughs> yeah, and then he gets like the little uh, staffs, like right. the, the knife and the staff, which is kind of like the Baraka character who wasn't in this. So I wonder mm-hmm. if they were just like, "Hey, let's give someone some arms." We got to throw things. something in there. Yeah. yeah, there there were a lot of uh, of small nods to the game, and I'll oh, get to yeah. that. I'll get to that at the end. But there was there was some cool shit. So, all right, Cole's power super dumb super stupid gold bodysuit. i'm like okay this why is this guy still and this is like more than halfway through the film i'm like we really don't need this guy yeah and another thing is 
Shang Tsung saw what Cole was like beforehand, right? Mm -hmm. He's like, all right, this dude's kind of a pussy. (laughs) I'm going to throw Goro at him. Like, really? You think they would send, like, Melina or something just to kind of, you know, make, yeah, like, she's good. She's a killer. I'll go make sure that she takes care of it. I'll bring Goro to where, like, Kung Lao's at and uh, Liu Kang and, like, make sure that Goro can take care of those guys. But no, he throws Goro at Cole for some weird reason. At Cole, who somehow with with the help of his daughter and his wife ends up beating goro which I didn't, is weird yeah i didn't i was like okay so now he can do that which goes back to he gets his ass his previous fights he's one in seven in this movie he gets his ass kicked <laughs> by some random ass dude in mma <laughs> yeah. and then his training literally just gets his ass kicked the entire time yeah and then he kills the final boss in the first game yep weird yeah. i don't know it's like it's like turning on cheat codes i guess that armor was that strong but then he, but then he goes back to uh, um, Underworld, and he's he's gonna they 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 all group up. Okay, you're gonna take Sonya. Oh, here's and, another and funny we, part. We, oh, go ahead. Yeah, I was just gonna say. All of a sudden, Cole knows everybody's name. Yeah, they never said Melina. They never said Cabal. They never said anything. He's like, you go here, you go there, you get Cabal. And you're like, holy shit, Cole, how did yeah. how do you know these people? They were never introduced to them. You we, saw them. We, uh, I failed to mention that uh, Kano turns on the group and joins right. joins Shang Tsung and that's uh, how they Cabal. get in there. Yeah, yep, that's and, how the bad guys get in. <laughs> yeah, he just turns on him because Cabal's like, "Hey, we can offer you more money." Yeah, and he's and like, he's "Oh, like, okay, oh, that's all it takes." Okay, <laughs> yeah. I'm Kano. I like, I like money. Yeah. We've established that 32 times in the movie. Um, so that was funny, and funny, funny little clips from Kano throughout the whole thing. Um, which is which was great and then um another thing that happens is kung lao gets killed by uh, and in one of the worst lines <laughs> in the movie <laughs> when which has turned into a meme that i've seen is it, is on it twitter he's, he's about to get a soul sucked is yeah. it that one? <laughs> there was something i saw the other uh, yesterday or the day oh, before that someone no. had retweeted and it said endless mimosas, and it <laughs> and it said he's about to get his salsa. <laughs> yeah, that was awful. Oh man, um, I saw. I don't know. I saw one that was like, it showed his face afterwards, and he's like, "When your soul sucked, but you can suck it." And you're just like, oh my gosh, awful. Oh, yeah, but, that was a bad line. But he has a pretty badass. Mo- he he kills that chick. He spins his hat, cuts her in half, and he yep. says his great line where he says, "Flawless victory." Yeah. Um, has hats on his head with her blood dripping off. This movie's so gory. It's super gory. And then super he saves gory. he saves the day because Sub Zero's about to walk through um the portal that Raiden opened and he mm-hmm. kicks him out. And that's what makes it so um he gets stuck in there and then gets his soul sucked. Soul sucked. <laughs> <laughs> so great line I, by great and awful line by Cabal at I the know. same time. And I'm sitting here thinking Sonia just got crushed by a giant ass rock. <laughs> she um, but she yeah. doesn't die yeah but they kill him which is he's way more important to the group she doesn't have, obviously they tell you about a million times she doesn't have the mark yeah she's so sad about it and that's how Jax gets his super arms is she gets crushed and he, he gets he's he he in the savior tiny mode. little things yeah and apparently that little mark can give you robotic arms yeah and he just tosses that rock off her and she's just completely fine she's i mean cool. this thing probably weighed two thousand pounds <laughs> <laughs> and it fell 20 feet on top of her, but she was fine. Yep. Yep. <laughs> so 
Oh God. So we, we get back into the movie. Cole returns with his gold upper body suit. And he tells, uh, he, <laughs> he decides he's going to take on Melina yeah. and Sonya's going to take Kano. Um, and then, uh, Jax takes on the guy with the, uh, the hammer. hammer. I don't still don't know who that is. And then, um, who's Lou, Lou take Lou on Kane goes for cabal cabal. That's right. So, after Cole's big victory over Goro, he comes back. He, he can't beat Melina. He's getting his ass whooped. Not even close. Dude. Not even close. And Sonya, after killing Kano, comes back and saves the day. And she has her power all of a sudden. Yeah. Yep. yep. We don't see her get it. We just know he kills her. Um, she kills him. Yeah. She kills him. Sorry. With a garden gnome in his eye. Yeah. That was um, pretty, pretty. I mean, it felt good. Yeah, it felt, really <laughs> it felt good. right. Um, and then. Um, she shows up and like a lot of people have trouble turning on their power. She just has it. And she shoots little circles out of her wrist. Yeah. And blows a hole in what's her face. Melina's. Yeah. Yeah. I would have liked a little more. Um, I, I mean, you can't do a, I understand in these movies, you can't give backstory to everybody, but they just kind of had Melina there and was just like, yeah. here you go. Here's Melina. You know, um, I whatever. feel like there was a scene cut out of this movie where they kind of introduce Melina. Mm-hmm. She starts talking to, uh, What's his face, Shang Tsung? Mm-hmm. And he's all dirty. And you're like, hmm, I wonder if there was a fight that just happened that just got cut out. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if waiting, more waiting for that for those folks. waiting for that Snyder director's cut on this oh, one. Yeah. Huh? Honestly, yeah. give me four hours of this movie and it might actually make sense. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right. So we have uh, you know, everyone's taken care of for the most part, uh, except for obviously Sub Zero. Now it's time. Now it's time for Cole to show up and show out, right? We right. we find out his daughter in uh, oh the scene where his where Sub Zero shows up in between all of this fighting. Pretty cool to dude. take his daughter and wife. You're like, oh man, yeah. Kind of had a slasher film vibe to it. Right? It really did because like they're in like that shitty trailer. <laughs> you know, right. it's dark, and then he shows up in the. What's in the cool door. is in the background, out of focus. So they had the focus on the the daughter, I think, walk or maybe the wife walking through a hallway. Mm-hmm. And in the background, you see that there's snow on the, uh, mm-hmm. and you're like, oh shit. And then she walks back in and he's just standing there, which is cool. Yeah. Um, and also before this though, like right before is where we see Kung Lao do the, um, animality on Cabal. So Cabal's dead too. Liu Kang. Yep. Yep. Yeah, Liu yep. Kang, sorry. Yep. Liu Kang just eats him with his little yeah, fire dragon cool. thing. Yeah. That was cool. That was really good. I, for, I forgot to mention uh, when that happened. Um, all right. So it's, it's time. Cole's got to go fight uh, Sub-Zero. Sub-Zero was the one who, you know, essentially killed his Cole's maybe great-great-great-great-grandpa Scorpion. <laughs> yeah. Killed his great-great-great-grandma. And um, so you're like, okay, now he's, you know, he beat Goro. We know he can, he can win. He did lose to Molina and 13 other people throughout the film. <clears throat> but he has to do this for his family. and. He shows up. It's a little frozen area. Um, it's his uh, where he just gym, the uh, MMA gym. Yeah, yeah. It's all frozen though. That's kind of Sub Zero's thing is just freeze. Just shit freeze. Out of <laughs> yeah, <laughs> let's fight. And yeah, yeah. Try and to nice. fight me here. It's cold, slippery. Um, and then you see his wife, uh, Cole's wife, frozen. His daughter, frozen. And you're like, oh, not again. Yeah, same. And then kind of had that same vibe back to uh, Scorpions originally. Yeah. And then Cole proceeds to get his ass whooped. Who would have guessed? Uh, <laughs> But then 
here comes, here comes great, great grandpa Scorpion to save the day. And what is not as good as the first fight, I don't think, but a very fun. cool fight. Here's another fun thing is we mentioned before that Scorpion only speaks Japanese and <laughs> he learned. randomly he learned how to say get over here. Yeah, but, get over here. That was good. <laughs> it was cool. It was really cool. Um, that moment was dope. At this time, though, this is when I was expecting the original techno music to kick in and I would have mm-hmm. been like off my seat, like shadow yes. boxing with these guys, but they didn't do it. I was no. so sad they didn't do it. They teased the song a few times, a few times earlier. Yeah, and you're just kind of like, is it there? Like yeah, the, the Sonya Kano fight, they flirt with it for a second. A little like, bit. They have those few notes and you're like, yeah. let's do it. I'm ready. Like yep. I got, I'm ready to throw my popcorn and start kicking around. <laughs> yeah. It never did it. No, no. So that shitty EDM. Oh, the end. I was so annoyed. I was like, why? Why? Like, I understand you want to change a lot of things about this, but God damn it. Can we keep the song? The song was on Why fix what's not broke. Yeah. The most perfect part about Mortal Kombat is the song. Exactly. Exactly. And I think uh, if my mind serves me correct, I did have the Mortal Kombat soundtrack as a child. And if I remember right, I'm pulling this up as we talk, so that's why I'm speaking slowly. I thought it was the Utah Saints who made that song. Wow. Let me Google. Let me get, I, wow. as, as Rosillo would say, let me get IT on that. Utah Saints, Mortal yeah. Kombat. Yep. Wow. The Utah Saints. So is that like the... Uh... The more hip hop version of the Mormon Tabernacle Choir. <laughs> yeah, Motab. I don't know. Let's go. Maybe. <laughs> but I remember that as a kid thinking Utah Saints. All right. Okay, that's cool. Yep. 90, 1995 soundtrack. Anyways, yeah, the song was very disappointing at the end of the film. Right. Um, because as you said, it's just like a house EDM remix of the Mortal Kombat song. And you're like, all right, all right miss me with this shit. I tried to fast forward. I watched it on HBO Max, see if there's anything at the end. Um, but let's 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 uh wrap up the uh the final fight. So right, 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 sorry. No, no, no. So Scorpion and uh I mean it's a great fight, Scorpion and Sub Zero. Um, and sometimes Cole and like sometimes Cole, Cole. In, gets his ass kicked and then, and then, yeah. And then he's like trying to like break the ice for his wife and, and daughter then right. comes back to fight. So well, here's the thing though. What happens in this is, um, Scorpion's honestly kind of kicking ass. There's a few, there's he a is. few good yeah. moves. There's a few good moves by, uh, sub zero there. Like he does the classic, a few classic, uh, moves that you have in the game mm-hmm. where he like builds the ice spikes and kicks him into it. And then he yeah. does the thing where like he dashes back and there's like an ice version of him sitting there. Yeah. That he was does really that. cool. <laughs> that was cool. Um, but Scorpion's honestly kind of just kind of taking him to town. And I, you know, it makes sense why, because he's been living in hell for however hundreds of years. years. Yeah. Right. <laughs> just waiting. And, they, and I wish they showed more. like, they have this weird thing with the knife that, uh, Raiden get, gave Cole and like, he touches it and it's kind of like Lord of the Rings where it flashes yeah. to keeps uh, dreaming about yeah. his, yeah. Really his great weird. grandpa just in hell. And it's like, <laughs> let's show, let's just like not dance around it and let's get more scorpion in this movie. Yeah. Um, but he blasts him on fire for a second. And, that was cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sub Zero drops the armor, and he's all black all of a sudden. So I think that's kind of them saying, "Okay, Sub Zero's now Noob Smoke," because that's something that happens in the game. Is the original Sub Zero turns into Noob Smoke? Yeah, um, which is the Black Ninja. Mm-hmm. Um, and I kind of think that's what they were getting at, or at least like alluded to a little Easter egg. Yeah, 
Yeah. So th- that armor drops. And then um, shortly after, I think if I remember correctly, so the armor drops, Cole ends up stabbing Sub-Zero uh, and then Scorpion kills him. So yeah. Cole... With his fire breath. Yeah, which is fucking awesome. That's Way from cool. the game when he takes off yeah. his mask and he's a ske- is, skeleton head. And, right. They kind of bring, they kind of burn his head off. And yeah. He's a skeleton. Clap. Really, really dope. They did that much better than in the first Mortal Kombat where Johnny Cage is fighting Scorpion and it's his actual skeleton. And you're like, oh, that looks like shit. And he just starts laughing. He's like a bomb counting down. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So again, Cole, like you said, one in nine in the film. Huge win against Goro. But who gets uh, the win against Sub-Zero? Is that that Scorpion? It's it's got to be Scorpion. Yeah, it's got to be. He did all the work. Like Cole's, I mean... I don't even know how to explain Cole in a frame. Like if, if you're comparing him to a sports team, he's like uh, there, you can't, he just, no. he's not even like the 12th man, like that comes off the bench or, or I don't know. He's uh, God. I hated Cole in this film. I'm just going to be blunt. The character sucked. The actor sucked. The story <laughs> sucked. The story. We didn't need him. Followed, we didn't need Cole or his family at all. There's no. zero and he takes up 80% of it. Yeah. There's zero reason why. Let's follow, like I said, Luke King through this thing, gathering everybody, having a fun montage, and then you can do more background on people, seeing where they came from, instead of like, we meet Sonya, and she gives us five minutes of exposition of what it is <laughs> and what she thinks it is. Let's yeah. just start out with Luke King, Raiden. Hey, dude, we need yeah, fighters. Go find these people. Yeah. They're I've been waiting on my ass for 100 years, and now it's a month away. <laughs> yeah. Can you go find my fighters for me? Yeah. Start with your cousin. And then you two are going to be badasses and go find like the other guys, not this Cole Young guy who just got his ass kicked in MMA. Let's find someone else. If anything, get Sonya to kill Cole. Okay. So she can have the little thing. I mean, my God. (laughs) (sighs) Um, All right. So essentially the movie for the most part is over after this fight. And you're like, okay, but then there's a very important part you left out. Cole, we find out can speak feudal Japanese because Scorpion's (laughs) talking to him. And just like knowing people's names, he's like, oh, shit, I hear you. Yeah, I'm your great, 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 great grandson. I'll make sure the bloodline's safe, bro. Yeah. I don't want to make you mad because I just saw your skeleton fire breath. And you know, know, Scorpion, Scorpion's like, ah, we're fucked. This bloodline is fucked if this is the guy that's got to uphold it. Oh, my gosh. All right. And and then after this, um, you know, Shang Tsung kind of alludes that it's not over. Yeah, he says that's always another path, which makes perfect sense to Mortal Kombat, because if you die in the game, if someone dies one game before, they get brought back somehow. Yep. Some loophole. Where they're like, oh, just kidding. Uh, yep. They're alive again. So, and then, and then Raiden, you know, explains that we need new fight. We need to bring some new fighters. And it's like, w- wait, so do these new fight, are, do the new fighters have the mark? Or, question mark. That's a big question mark. Yeah. And or are they just supposed to go find people that could possibly? Who knows? And why didn't you start with them? Lazy ass. Wait till a month <laughs> before the tournament. Why did you go get Cole, but not Johnny Cage? Who Ooh, you're alluding to? Is the yes. main one. Oh man. You know what the, I mean? The, that. The, so this is my next note. So I said Ra- Raiden says there needs to be new fighters. We we go to Cole in the MMA uh, locker room in the gym locker room, and oh, are you fighting tonight? No, I can't. Oh, what are you doing? Going to Hollywood. And then all of a sudden, inside myself, I said, 
you know what? I'm fucking pumped for Mortal Kombat 2. Oh, yeah. I'm way <laughs> pumped for Mortal Kombat 2. I said, even though Cole was trash, most of the characters in this movie acting-wise sucked. There were some really fun, really cool fight scenes. The story itself was kind of like, uh, it's kind of all over. But when the camera pans to the movie poster and it says Johnny Cage, I was like, forget about it. When's the next yep. one come out? I'm there. I'm fucking there. Here's, here's good news. <laughs> Sub-Zero has signed on for four movies. Wow. Four. <laughs> four more. Oh, my God. So hopefully we get the Kung Fu version of the Fast and the Furious franchise starting here. <laughs> that would be awesome. You know they're going to have to do a Sub-Zero Origins because they actually had a, I think that yeah. was the name of the game, which would be cool. Uh, yeah. which would be really cool but give us a movie with a lot of sub-zero and a lot of scorpion and honestly it'll be the best of the, the yep. franchise probably johnny cage i don't i know you're not familiar with wrestling um but my guy the miz is campaigning hard to be johnny cage and i think he'd be really good as johnny the miz, cage. The miz. m-i-z m-i-z he was actually a contestant on or not a contestant but he was on the real world at one point uh did the uh wwe um Oh, damn. I'm going to forget the name of the show. Uh, it was a show where basically they tried out to become a WWE star and he ended up making it. He's been a wrestler for the past, I don't know, 12 years, probably. Um, but he would be excellent. He, yeah, he look, he's got the look. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so hopefully that happens. If, you know, I'm sure they'll fucking get some guy that it just yeah. doesn't make sense or, I feel they'll, like, or they'll end up just saying Cole is Johnny Cage somehow. And we're going to be like really pissed yeah. off. Yeah. Somehow um, <laughs> that, or I feel like they're like high Mark. If they can afford them, it's John Cena mm. and probably it's either going to be, I would love this Miz guy. He looks great, but it's going to probably be end up ending, ending up being some guy we've never heard of. Right. Just like everybody else in this. I think if it's, I think the issue with John Cena is he's fucking enormous. But again, they That's probably true. don't care because Liu Kang was, you know, looked like he hadn't eaten in seven months or the yeah. 200 years that he's been trying to find these guys, as he said. <laughs> um, just walking in circles around the temple. They'll come to me. They'll come to me. <laughs> it's really hot. You know, he's just been sweating, eating a lizard from time to time. Um, all right. Yeah. Then, then the movie ends. We see that movie poster. It's like, you're like, I'm, I'm, I'm just back in this. When's the next and one? And again, out? the, this is where you play the techno song, but instead they play the EDM version of it. You know, yeah. Oh, so I was mad. so high on the Johnny Cage poster. Now I got to walk out to this. Yeah. Well, I, 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 I mean, I didn't, I wasn't in the theater. I watched it on HBO max and I was fast forwarding to be like, maybe there's some nugget, another nugget at the end, yeah, because you know how stinger. movies do, you oh, know yeah. how movies do. They always fucking make you wait. And then, and then if you're the one person that doesn't watch it and all of a sudden you're on Twitter and you're like, wait, what? Yeah. What? What? <laughs> Howard the Duck at the end of Guardians <laughs> of the Galaxy? What? What? Why? Huh? So I didn't want to be that guy to be making those noises that I just made. And uh, there was nothing. So a um, uh, couple of fun things that I wanted to get into. And we'll just give a, you know, our own ratings here, I guess. We could do out of five stars uh, if we'd like. But um, again, there were so many little Easter eggs throughout the film. Uh, there was one really cool one when Sonya Blade is trying to explain what's been going on to Cole, what is going on, and you see a bunch of newspaper clippings, and you see Nightwolf, oh, yeah, who's baby. a character who I think he showed up in Mortal Kombat through 3, if I remember right. Yeah, There's a clipping of him, and you're like, oh, all right. He kicks ass. Yeah, that'd be cool. Uh, Shao Kahn is seen a few times throughout the movie in paintings. He's in a, uh, there's a painting in, in Raiden's 
lair. I don't know what the hell you'd call it. Right. Where Raiden trains him or not. He doesn't oh, train him where he actually, walks around and is snooty. Can I nitpick one more thing? Yeah. Snooty is a nice way to say it. <laughs> one last thing that I kind of was like bugged about the movie is there's like three sets through this whole thing. Right. I'm that's like, true. Yeah. That's one. Two, Jackson, the one hammer dude, go to the pit, mm-hmm. which is a cla- the classic Mortal Kombat battle, like, yep, with the spikes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they didn't use it. Jax just smashes his head like a mosquito, yeah. like, tosses his body off at least at the end. And I know. Spiked up. I really wanted an uppercut and him to fly down. That's yeah. that. I, I was like, uppercut's coming. And then he said, yeah. the, the smashing the head was cool, but not, it shouldn't have been there, you know? Really yeah. shouldn't have it, been there. Shouldn't have been. You maybe throw, uh, throw Cole and Melina in there and let Cole get Melina because he uses the spikes and uses his uppercut. That seems to be a move that his daughter thinks is the only good part about him. <laughs> That's true. That's true. <laughs> but yeah, that and the campiness of like, we're at Raiden's temple and that's about it. I feel like they ran out of budget and they went to that all gray smoky area. Cause they're like, well, we need another place to go, but we can't afford like this gaudy temple again. Let's yep. just put them in a room with sheets all over and blow some smoke in there. And we'll just say they're in the, the what do they call it the uh, void, the void. yeah, yeah. So yep there, there needed to be some more scenery for me yeah i agree hey, it, it was no no i i 100 percent uh agree it was kind of uh yeah they were in that in raiden's lair for what seemed like yeah. forever uh i'm the other easter egg there's another part where I believe it's the same time that Sonya is explaining. I'd have to go back and look what's going on. And it has up, up, down, down. Does Uh, it? Yeah. And and, uh, a light kick or whatever it is. And, you know, that's that's one of the combos, if you will, in Mortal Kombat. That was cool. Um, And then uh, what was the last one? Oh, yeah, the Shao Kahn. You see Shao Kahn a lot, which means he's going to be in the next one. You see him as a statue as well. but there's, yeah, there's a few. There's the amulet. I can't remember what the amulet's about, but Kano tries to steal it and then they put it back. The amulet has something to do with Mortal Kombat, um, mm-hmm. like the games. Then there's uh, what's her name? Is it Katana? Is that Katana. the princess's name? Mm-hmm. Her, yep. her little um, fans are in Raiden's Temple. That's right. Yep. And then my favorite call out to the game was when Kano was training with Liu Kang and Liu Kang's doing this, the low kick. Yeah. And, it's like a funny little banter where the sweep you know, like, that only move you move. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That only move you? And then he, he does the classic fake and Kano's up in the air. He's like, Oh shit. And then he gets it again. Like <laughs> yeah. anyone's ever played has played someone that just cheeses that. that exactly. Game. Yep. So that was yep. funny. And then the, uh, the test your might with Liu Kang and Cole, yeah. or I think it was Kung Lao actually. Oh, yeah. He said you will test your might. Yeah. Test your might. Uh, anyways, <laughs> so many Easter eggs. I mean, if, <sighs> This is the thing. I think if you're a hardcore <clears throat> fan of Mortal Kombat, you're probably a little upset with the Cole character. I'm not a hardcore fan of Mortal Kombat by any means. The first three were so big, uh, you know, as a kid. So I wasn't expecting a brand new character. Um, but a lot of great fight scenes, some shitty yeah. acting, which you can expect. But there yeah. again, there was good actors. Uh, Kano I'm was amazing. Shitting acting, to be yeah. honest. Yeah, you you kind of you go in expecting that. Um, yeah, I, I again, some of it was really bad. Some of it was was really really good. So, okay, out of five stars, um, you know, obviously 
for anyone who doesn't know a rating system, five being the best, one being the worst, or zero being the worst, what, what would you give this, Kurt? Oh, 10 stars, bro. <laughs> best movie I've ever seen. <laughs> Here's what, I don't know, star-wise, because it's such a complicated movie, because like you said, you're watching it, and you're like, there's so much shit going, like, this is, there's parts about this that are bad. I'm okay with bad things, like the Jack's lines I, I said mm-hmm. before, and, like, the shitty acting's okay. Depends on the character. Like, Sonya's bad acting kind of made the movie lag a little yeah. bit. Yeah, yep. Um, but you're grading this, obviously, on a curve because your expe- expectations, honestly, are pretty low in terms of, like, having a movie that's going to be just straight up a good movie. Mm-hmm. But for a kung fu movie, like a classic action movie, it's, it's pretty good. I would say, here's my headline if I was writing, like, for a um, critic. like For a blog. A blog, if you will. Okay. Right. I would say Mortal Kombat, not a flawless victory, Ooh. but a victory nonetheless. Oh, you like that? That was good. That was good. Yeah. It may test your might. <laughs> hey, there may be a few scenes or characters that make you want to test your might and or <laughs> fatality yourself. Yeah. Now we're going down a dark hole. Yeah, we're getting uh, dark, but it was. Uh, it's it's great. It there were I walked out of it getting what I wanted out of it, minus yeah. Cole. <laughs> minus yeah. Cole. But, minus uh, the main character in the film. <laughs> right. But there's enough in it to like like we did we talked about Kano, but he really does like there's so many quick whips from him throughout yep. the movie that like even when you're like, what the hell's going on? He'll say something like, Haha, that's funny. Perfect. And, yeah. And it like it helps you get through the movie in the parts that are dry and you're just kind of like, what the hell? But what I honestly wish, change the movie, Luke Kang, go find the fighters, have the actual tournament, and then we'll worry about cheating in the second one. Yeah. Yep. I agree. I agree. I know they have to do something new. It's, you know, whatever. I mean, I don't know if the games are as big as they used to be. So maybe there's a group of people that just honestly don't even know the game and they probably... Uh, I don't know if they enjoyed the movie, but they probably thought it was like you said for a, uh, like a Kung Fu film, um, you know, uh, thought it was okay. So if I'm giving it stars, I'm going to go right in the middle. I'm going to give a solid two and a half. I would agree. And that's probably where after rewatching the original one, probably where I put that. Now, if you would have asked me when I was 10, where do I put Mortal Kombat? It's like, uh, you know, Gone with the Wind, yep. uh, you know, Dances, uh, with wolves. Dances with Wolves, uh, Scarface, The Godfather, the Godfather Mortal yeah. Kombat. <laughs> yeah, it's right around there, 100%. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. So uh, we did give a, obviously, we talked about the whole film and what happens, but it's, it, again, it is definitely worth watching. Um, and we gave you fair warning that there would be spoilers and uh, yeah. But uh, anything else you want to talk about, Kurt? Not necessarily about Mortal Kombat. Um, I know your jazz are slipping a little bit. We're they'll, slipping. They'll be okay. Um, I'm for sure going to have you uh, back on soon for the uh, when the playoffs start, and we'll talk a little bit about that. Ooh, also Conjuring. Everybody oh, get yeah, ready. Get hype. That's going to be interesting. It's conjuring, the devil made me do it. Conjuring films are always great. Can't wait for that. Uh, I think it was June, if I remember. It's sooner than I thought it would be. Yeah, when a trailer yeah. dropping not that I didn't even know it was in production to be honest. I'm a little worried because um it's not the direct what's that director's name? Uh Wu. Uh Ooh, John. Woo. John Wu? John? I think so. Um he he did the first two conjurings and they're in that universe 
by far the two best films, in my opinion. Right. Um, and he didn't direct this one, so I'm a little bit worried about it, but I think there'll be at least good enough scares to to enjoy it. Yeah. I'm I mean, I'm always I'm always in for a, a scary movie, no matter what. For sure. Um, I can't believe I just butchered that. It's not John Woo. John Woo did a shitload of other movies. Um, Face Off. And uh, oh yeah. I, I have to get this. I have to get Mission this. Mission Impossible right. 2. Yeah. Let's see. Everyone hold tight again. We're getting IT on this. Uh, it is James Wan. Jesus Christ. Man, I don't want to say you're racist. Uh, well, that's where I was thinking, too, in my head. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, yeah, I'll have you back for that. We're going to have you back cool. for NBA talk. Uh, yep. Since, you know, your your podcast buddy's just kind of out there, you know, falling in love and such. And, you know, it is what it is. Uh, it is what it is. I'll be yeah, someday. Um, <laughs> I wish I could say go listen to old episodes, but most of our stuff is like following sports. So if you want to, you know, listen about the beginning of the NBA season, that'd be fun for you. Um, yeah, just uh, NFL draft this week. I know you have a big thing going on on that on this yep. episode. I just want to say, I hope we don't do anything that hurts our franchise. <laughs> if if a quarterback falls and we trade up for him, let's not sell the farm. Right. But um, I'm kind of in on. Is it Micah Peters, the oh yeah, the freak from uh, Penn State? That's who I'm rooting for for the linebacker hole that we have. Oh, that that would be incredible. I don't think he's going to fall that that far. Um, there's the safety from TCU that it's the number one safety in the draft. I'm just saying, let's just oh, get, please let's grab that. Yeah, because grab him, not that. Uh, because everything I've seen is they don't have him. You know, going too high, which is understandable. But we definitely right. have a hole at safety. So I think. Uh, uh, San Francisco will shake things up when they take Mac Jones instead of incredible, uh, incredible. Uh, I can't believe we're going to, I'm sorry. You probably have a whole segment on this, but I can't (laughs) believe we're going to have five quarterbacks in the first like eight picks. Oh yeah. No wild. It's crazy. All right, my brother. Well, I appreciate it again. We'll have you on soon. NBA uh, playoffs, just, just about a month away. And then also uh, conjuring. So until then uh, take care. Not like I'm not going to talk to you outside of the pod but uh you know what i mean (laughs) for the fans we'll do it for the fans there you go all right bro thank you thank you see you give me my roses now don't wait till i'm underground give them the roses now don't wait till they're underground the roses this week go to jazz center rudy gobert so gobert donated to a gofundme for a fan who was struggling to pay for their father's unexpected funeral cost Um, I know that, uh, obviously I may be super critical of his game and a number of other NBA players games. I don't want to say just his, um, but as a person, this is a very awesome thing that he did. He obviously didn't have to, uh, the person didn't reach out to him or the jazz asking for money. He just found this and did it on his own. So shout out to Rudy Gobert for doing that. Very awesome. These roses go to you for helping out those that are in need. Okay. We are going to head out again. Uh, this was a longer show, but I hope everyone enjoyed it and we will be back next week. Um, please in the time being, if you haven't subscribe, rate and review on Apple podcasts, uh, follow us everywhere else. You can follow the pod on Instagram at the will wonder pod and follow me on Twitter at DJ will wonder. See y'all next week. Peace.